Attention, we've got hats. For a limited time, I repeat, we've got hats. They're black snapbacks with snuggly little dragons on them. Order your limited edition snuggleware from snugglydragon.com today. We've got hats. Do you like this podcast? Prove it and buy a hat. We've got hats. Snugglydragon.com. Yes, you know, it's too much sweat yeah. here. We're going to New Zealand. <laughs> I had a boner the entire time at the botanical garden. Oh my god! I squealed like a little girl. Like it was horrible. Well, you are a little girl. Well, you know what? That's not the point. <laughs> Hello, welcome to the Snuggly Dragon Podcast. It's me, your buddy Max Fisk. Kind of rolls off the tongue, Max Fisk. Dangerous and provocative. My new favorite thing to say, by the way, bless off. Tell somebody to bless off today. I guarantee you they'll hesitate. All right, let's do a little advertising promotional type stuff. If you want to watch something hilarious, go to Amazon.com and check out The Horse's Ass. It's a short film we made and people are pumping it up. We got over 55 star reviews on that internet thing. Did I individually text each one of those people and ask them to write the, uh, the review? You can't prove that, bitch. But the movie's great. The Horse's Ass, a bachelorette party mystery. Email us at max at snugglydragon.com your thoughts, and we'll share them on the next episode of the podcast. We'll interact with what you say. Maybe we'll even call you. Or we'll call you on the show. You can be a part of your favorite show. You can be famous like Michael Jackson. How about this week you email me about your, your latest big win? That's a good one. Everyone likes to hear a win. Let's share your win with the world. Why are you keeping it to yourself? Uh, Santa Claus is uh, watching you day and night. Better not, uh, you better spread that sunshine, not hog it all to yourself, selfish guy. Q's pet peeve of the week. When people get off of an escalator and stop at the foot of it as if the thing stops fucking moving when they step off. End quote. Um, <laughs> I guess, I guess moving electric stairs are still counterintuitive to some people. It's not like it's not like people are dumb. It's just it's just escalators are are kind of kind of tricky. No, I'm I'm with you, Q man. It's it's kind of a silly thing that people do amongst the medley of infinitely unending silly things that they do. All right. Okay, cool. That's everything. On this episode, I got to sit down with a couple of gorgeous creative models and talk about like sexy stuff and fun nonsense. It was awesome. And we're back in the studio with the sick microphones, so you'll notice that consummate professional sound quality that you've come to expect and adore on this program. All right, no more nonsense. We're going straight into the conversation. Good luck on all the stuff you got to do today. Call your mom when you're done. Get some good sleep tonight. And thanks for your patronage. Snuggly Dragon Podcast. Boom, we're jumping right in. Snuggly <laughs> ass dragon. Hello, everybody. I'm um, sitting next to the great Alexandra Williams. Say hello, Alex. Hi, guys. <laughs> also, across from her is Mr. Patrick Sanderson. Hello. What you got, baby? What you got going on over there? 
It's so good to see you guys. I haven't seen you guys since we filmed in July. I know. It's been way too long. It seems like not a long time, but such a long time at the same time. It's like Mm -hmm. a lot of uses of the word time. Mm. It's like a million years ago for me. Really? Yeah, just because that was such a hectic ass time in Mm -hmm. my life. So like, oh man. And this happens to me all the time. Do you ever like... You, you get so worried on, and focused about your problems and your stresses mm-hmm. right now, and you forget, like, all right, I was the exact same way a year ago with something totally different, mm-hmm. and next year is going to be something totally different. And so it's like, don't get too caught up in them. But, no, that to me feels like it was so long ago. What we're talking about, um, for those of, for everyone in the world who has no idea what we're talking about, um, I'm sitting with my director, the dude, and my co-star, the chick, mm-hmm. uh, from one of the skits of Snuggle TV about to hit... Honestly, we haven't got any distribution yet, but we're gonna. So we're about to hit, we'll call it Netflix for now. Mm -hmm. We're shooting for Netflix. If not, maybe I'll settle for for Adult Swim or Comedy Central or something. But it's called Conjugal Issues, where Alexandra and I play Tarzan and Jane. A little bit after the honeymoon phase of of the jungle relationship, where you gotta start meeting parents, you know, people are leaving clippings of toenails and feces around the apartment maybe and you got to get used to moving mm-hmm. in with, picking up uh, some banana peels with your partner yeah we'll uh we'll get to you who are about to do this in real life moving in with your partner yes. but uh so we just watched the latest cut and i heard a whole bunch of giggles and <laughs> i, I heard a something. whole bunch of gasps what you I got, got baby? do am i can you hear me yeah can hear? i not hear can you not hear you uh until you just said conjungle issues you didn't get it i <laughs> <laughs> Have you been wondering this whole time? I, I, I did wonder in the beginning, but then I just um <laughs> I just I forgot to ask I forgot to ask and it just it was I it was never said, at least never said when I heard it. Uh yeah, but I a hundred percent was thinking in the beginning, I was con jungle. I have this problem often. Yeah. I'm, I'm too smart. Like, I'm yeah. too clever. So I'll make a joke. I'm on the, like, the other side of that. That's, like, brilliant and, like, reverberates across all kinds of intellectual dimensions. And, and it just like, goes over our head. Yeah, no, I think but that's think, too smart of a joke. So that Was there a space? It's, it's conjungal issues, which is a play on the word conjugal, mm-hmm. which means nuptial, marital, men and women, sexy-ish. And... And it's it's con jungle issues because we're in the jungle. Yes, I think Which my my thing I missed. There was C O N space jungle. It was C O N hyphen. Oh. Yeah, it was like a hyphen. God, Hyphen's I'm an the little idiot. one. Dash is the long one. <clears throat> mm-hmm. You damn Patrick. That I'm so busy. It's really hard to just <laughs> focus know. on everything. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, uh, give me some give me some react. Well, we'll go to you first. You asked a great question. How is it like? Uh, watching yourself perform a little weird honestly and i'm actually Uh glad you didn't let me watch anything during okay i'm actually very happy with that because seeing all of that i feel like i would have overthought it after Mm -hmm. watching things so that was awesome so thank you for that that's filmmaking one-on-one don't let your actors watch themselves Mm -hmm. during during playback because yeah you get like you get focused on the wrong things Mm -hmm. whatnot. it's just so Mm -hmm. much easier to kind of just Breathe reality into the script if right. you're not worried. It was about easier that. to just let it flow, mm-hmm. you know, like not being able to see what was happening. But it was so much fun, and uh, uh, watching it was pretty fun as well. And it's it's the exact reaction you want. Like I couldn't stop laughing mm-hmm. while we were watching that. <laughs> That's good. That's good. I your eye behavior is my favorite part of the whole thing. It's like it's so subtle. You ever seen the movie Mr. and Mrs. Smith? Yes. 
Love that movie. Love, I mean, Love it's, it's Brangelino. Why, why oh. wouldn't I watch it? Oh. I mean, it changed the world for a little bit. It really so did. Like... It changed relationships uh, dynamically across the universe. Everything I do is... is... It did. <laughs> Just trying to be like Brad Pitt. I had, a, um, <laughs> I had a teacher, uh, Nicole Barr. She always taught me it was uh, the camera loves your eyes. Mm-hmm. Your yeah. eyes, like you could not be saying or doing anything, but if you do the right direction with your eyes or right things with your eyes, it says a million things. Definitely, so. and that's lost on the stage, right? Mm-hmm. Because you just can't see it. But right, dude. So John Neisler was actually one of my acting coaches, and he he was kind of the one hammered that home for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Neisler is one of the other actors in the film. Uh, oh, I can't wait for people to see it. It's gonna be so <laughs> awesome. But uh, you asked me how I feel when I see it. Uh-huh. I feel like I look at the stupid things afterwards. Like, I'm worried about, oh, I'm, like, sweating too much. Like, in mm-hmm. one of the other skits I'm editing. Because I'm editing the thing, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm, I kind of have to stare at everything like it's not me. Like, it's just kind of an objective thing that I'm reading. And that changes things, too. When you're editing yourself, you have to make sure that you're... Uh, mm-hmm honest yeah mm-hmm. you can't, uh-huh. you can't like, just oh shit i look good here yeah. <laughs> exactly. and then you're just like not thinking about anything else you're like oh hang on a second right. it doesn't make any sense i did think that a couple times when yeah. editing this one because yeah. i look pretty fucking sick. yeah 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 spray tans I mean, man spray tans. i told you you spray oh tan like literally okay like if you're a seven out of ten and you get a spray tan you immediately go up to eight and a half yeah <laughs> it's like it's the easiest right. way to lose weight is to be tan. I think you're right, man. <laughs> I felt so bad for you, though, because it was so hot. And then you're having to, like, lift me a million times. Yeah, and you're not like that. Yeah. <laughs> and Max didn't like that at all. <laughs> no, it, the, the weirdest and most horrible part of it, honestly, was getting the spray tan. Did I tell you about this? Oh, yeah, it was a stranger came to your house, right? And you're naked. It was it was right over it was, there. I was in here. Whoa. She set up, and she's a babe, too. Ah! <laughs> Like a, she's milf. Are you still allowed to say the word milf yes, on radio? Yes, you are. I, and she definitely she wouldn't mind that. She's a hottie, dude. She, I'm sure she's she took very it as a attractive. Well, he didn't tell her. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Hey, I'm going to give you. You, you are a milf, Patrick. You're not telling me that. Jesus Christ. Come All in. about openness and honesty, folks. <laughs> that's, that's what I lead with. Is my immediate reaction to how hot you are? No. She comes in. I'm surprised because Patrick is the guy who hooked me up with the spray tan lady. Patrick. He's like, you just you text this number and she'll show up at your house and mm-hmm. it's like fifty bucks. What what is her her business? Can we can we plug her business? Do you know what it, what it is? Um, I literally have her in my phone as spray tan lady. <laughs> Do you, Patrick? I have her phone number. <laughs> spray tan milf lady. Is, oh is my mine. god. So mine won't be much more help anyway. For any dudes, I guess, because girls get spray tans all the time. Although she claims to never to have had one. I don't, I don't know, because I've always seen it streak on people. So I, j- and then I, me in a normal tanning bed does pretty well. Mm-hmm. So oh. I just never really did a spray tan. But aren't tanning beds like horrible I'm done. for you? I'm done with yeah. spray tans. I mean, uh, with tanning beds. So uh, that's a. So maybe next year, whenever <laughs> I decide to be brown, <laughs> I will they get a spray tan. They me out. I mean, for a lot of reasons. It freaked me out the first time I got into one because my first experience with a tanning bed. Wasn't even an experience, but I watched Final Destination. Mm-hmm. You know, when one of those yeah. like oh, the shit. thing like cracks and Perfectly everything. Falls yes, and so that was in my head whoa, the whoa, whoa, first whoa. time. Run me through what happens in Final Destination. So in Final you. Destination, one of the girls obviously death doesn't like to be cheated. So one of the girls gets in the tanning bed that survived like the roller coaster, and I could be mashing them up because there's three Final Destinations. But oh, there's more than that, I think. So mm-hmm. she gets in the tanning bed, and a shelf falls, 
and it hits the temperature gauge, but then it locks her in at the same oh. time. So it starts climbing and she tries to get out and eventually it just gets so hot it cracks the glass. She, it catches on fire. She catches on fire. So, so oh, that was what was in my mind when I'm sitting in the tanning bed. like a crisp. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's like the worst way to die I could think of. That's one of them, yeah. Because it's like claustrophobia because it's a small thing and then it's fire and then it's just oh it's just a bad time uh, it's I also would... like hitting you with direct rays that mm-hmm. like don't ever get hit just with rays cancer so, like yeah. cancer explosion supposedly it's not supposed to be a cancer explosion but who knows i'm done well, with them by the way but ultraviolet radiation which is what reacts with the mm-hmm. pigment in your skin and makes it change colors because it's like your body's defense mechanism mm. to like protect i think that's the mechanism by which you get skin cancer right so Needless to say, spray tan's definitely in the future. But with mm-hmm. your spray tan, right. yours so look great. Gonna, <laughs> well, I was going to say, I would almost rather go through this Final Destination scenario than go through the spray tan scenario that I had to do. <laughs> I guess I'll tell the world about you, this. I mean, you have to now. You have to, yes. <laughs> okay. Well, a couple things going on. The, you have a pretty nice cramped little apartment, maximized space beautifully, but, you know, it's not a lot of room. When you get a spray tan, she sets up a little fring, like a tent, like a little inflatable air tube pod that you mm-hmm. got to stand in, and you got to stand up with your arms in silly positions because if you're gonna be your body sprayed with a cool mist that's bronzing you, you you can't just be like folding your arms and covering right. your balls. <laughs> and so I'm playing Tarzan, so I have to get you know as much of my body tan as believably Tarzan would have. So she's like, I normally don't do fully naked, but for you, I'll make an exception. Just kind of a sexy thing to say. It's kind of like an interesting Especially coming charge. from a male. <laughs> so it really doesn't help your situation. <laughs> well, it may so have I'm helped. Like, okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, I'm, yeah. <laughs> you don't want to go on fully soft. That sucks. <laughs> no, indeed. But finding that. That's the, a perfect balance that's zone? so hard to get. Is that what you call it? Goldilocks Is that what it's called? Jesus. That's an astronomical term that I just shanghaied into this conversation. Goldilocks zone, it refers to just an area where the conditions are just right. The oh, porridge isn't I get too it. hot. I get it's not it. too cool. Oh, wow. It's just, just right. It took right. me a second. Just nice and fat enough. Yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> oh, my God. The girth coefficient is just so. Yeah. But no, I'm... So I'm just feeling a little self-conscious about my wiener, just hanging out mm-hmm. with a complete attractive stranger. Mm-hmm. The situation's kind of sexually charged. I've, I must have seen a porn like this before. Right. <laughs> right? Like that that, that storyline mm-hmm. kind of fits there. 100%, yeah. So I'm, at this point, I'm like, call the boner, please, because uh, I don't know what to do. I got this babe. She's like crouching down on her knees, mm-hmm. spraying my Die body with this cool. And I'm just like... I'm just like, all right, don't look down, don't look down, and I can just feel the blood pumping, <laughs> and I can, just, and, it's, and it's, I don't know if you can relate to this, <laughs> but you, it's got a mind of its own sometimes. Like I mean, you don't, you don't get to call the shots down there. I don't remember this, so it. So Good I'm, thing with a girl is you don't see a girl's boner, so most of the time, <laughs> oh, lady it's so boners unfair. are surreptitious. <laughs> it is so unfair. Like it's. I do it to, like my boyfriend's wearing sweatpants and we're in a public place. I'm just I just look at him. He's like, stop doing it, stop doing it. And I'm just like, you can't see my boner. I just think it's hilarious. It's unfair, but I suppose being a woman is tough in other aspects. So it maybe out. it evens out. Anyway, my hands are up. I'm squinting my eyes shut, just like getting ready for the awkward apology to say, I'm sorry. Like I just think you're so pretty. I don't, I don't even know. Like, I've never done this before. Like I'm a, and I'm just like, fine, like, all right, I got to glance down and see what the damage is. And there's just nothing at all. There's all, there's all in my head. There's all in my head. 
Wow. It was all Damn. me. Like, but I still had to fight the reflex of like not letting it happen. Well, sometimes you play like mind games with yourself. Exactly. You're like, don't do it, and then you, you have like this panties? other part in your brain is like, no, go ahead, do it, do it. Be <laughs> hilarious, do it. And you're like, fuck no. <laughs> It was such a sexually charged situation. Very uncomfortable. Not, not just, uh, it, was, it was weird. It was weird. But, like you were saying, the night, the like, you can't be jacked and tan if you're not tan. Mm-hmm. You know? Absolutely. Just kind of the, the shoulder definition that kind of comes, like the muscly contour kind of. It's literally just kind of everything. That's why like bodybuilders so cool. get a tan before they do their competitions. Tan skin is just more attractive. Mm-hmm. Is that cultural? Is that arbitrary? Is that random? I don't know. I mean, I like paleness, honestly. Um, on men? On men, yeah, I do. What? More I than, than tan? Yes, I do. Mm. Yeah, but that's just a personal thing. Now, as a general consensus, I'm sure that women think Well, like in India, or I don't even know if, if it's the case right now, but in East, other Eastern cultures, it's been the case where you look like a worker, so you look lower class, yeah. the darker your skin is. Right. And so they like this nice kind of pasty white. And so like Koreans, it was a status. They'll, they'll put on like bleachy white mm-hmm. skin makeup. Mm-hmm. So I, think it's can, just, I think it's just like anything else. It's just like what you're attracted to. I think it's objectively like pale, fair skin looks kind of like dainty and unhealthy and mm-hmm. tanned skin just looks strong and worn and sexy but i, I feel guess like well it's for me it's me. like exotic it's more yeah it's, mm-hmm. there's something yeah i definitely prefer tan skin but mm-hmm. i have a friend he prefers uh he's attracted to women who are in his words Men. pale oh. and wafy wafy what does wafy, wafy mean what she would describe as could blow away in the wind interesting okay that's one way to describe it. I mean, that's, that's definitely a, a personal preference. <laughs> wafy. I mean, I was thinking maybe, I don't know, wafy took me co- to a completely different place. Yeah, I, I was thinking of wafer. Exactly, like, and like flaky. So she, I think yeah. that's what he likes. Wafy. I mean, could just flake away in the, 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 the pale skin could just flake away in the wind. That's so weird. That's so hot. Yeah, <laughs> I know. But I, get, I can get really tan. I can get, like, dark. But whenever, like, if I'm not tanning for, like, a month, I go straight into what I call my winter solstice skin. <laughs> like, I get so pale, it's ridiculous. Don't, don't, don't come in up in here acting like you get paler than me. Have you seen How, me? I've like, never seen you, like, super white. Well, I guess you've never seen me before. <laughs> except when I had spray tan. That yeah, kind of other than sense. the spray tan. True. I, I wouldn't say you're super white. Really? I mean, no. you are a white man, but you are God not. God damn right. Not, <laughs> you wouldn't. You wouldn't go uh, by the word of pasty. Really? Yeah, uh, no. I got no. some of my friends. I need y'all to call and <laughs> tell us stop making fun of me so much. <laughs> they used to, like called me Casper in high school. Really? really? Yeah. Oh no, you would never. I would never Absolutely like. Absolutely not. I would, I would really? never give you the nickname of Casper. What nickname would you give me? I mean, the beef. first thing that comes to my mind is just <laughs> beef. Yes. But it's but it's not, it's only because I've seen your thighs and they are thick. Beefy thighs? Some thickens. Really? <laughs> I mean, that. you you ripped your pants. You did. Mine did not rip because of. I would say, uh, Patrick, what's your excuse with a rip? Mine, I yeah, this I, dude comes I in here with wish, a rip on his knee and then just a nice gash by his vagina. Wish <laughs> I had some beefy thighs, but literally <laughs> these thighs could not. My friend, if you want to talk about Nick, my my friends would call my uh, my thighs prosthetics because they are hairless, white, and just look like the leg of a mannequin. And it's just what That's I've been so blessed unfair. with. I, I just can't. 
Yes, like girls I date, they're like, Give, I, I want your, I'm like, don't even look at my legs. Let's not even bring them into the conversation. I remember, it's one of the first things I asked you about. And you just like, he was like, these are the girls. <laughs> oh, I probably did. And I you showed them all because you had your biker like spandex things on yeah, and then yeah, shorts like over that. <laughs> they're actually all in one. Are they all Those in one? Those are one pair of pants. I just really like my, my thighs to feel contained and have like a tight, tight boxer on them to uh, uh, to mainly hide them, but, oh, um, I mean it's like a compression blanket for your uh, for your legs. Yeah, it just it, it anti anxiety. No, it, it makes me feel safe. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have you tried to put mass on your legs? Absolutely, to absolutely. Know... Yeah, work out regularly. Um, you know, I squat. I don't. I don't love it. You know, like I don't love that exercise. I would prefer upper body. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think just genetically, I just am gonna have skinny legs. But I have. And I, I'm just gonna have to say this: it's I've only had two lessons, but uh, I've started um, training for Muay Thai boxing. Ooh! And um, I can tell you, my right leg was so goddamn sore from kicking. <laughs> um, and it's my friend; she's training to be a trainer, so I am her first Inception. pupil. Okay. You're the guinea pig. This is another sexually charged situation. <laughs> is, there, is that just me? She what we dated. It's so interesting. There's Ooh. so much that goes back so there's here. There's a historical sexually charged situation there. Say that again. Situation. Say historically sexually charged situation. Historically sexually charged situation. Very <laughs> good. nice. Very Continue. nice. Continue. Yeah, it's really, it's really um, uh, you want me to say that too? or uh, <laughs> Now I do, yes. Uh, historically charged sexual situation? Historically charged sexual situation historically charged sexual situation historically charged sexual situation historically charged sexual situation historically charged <laughs> sexual situation moving okay. on now um, let's, let's elucidate this historically charged sexual uh, situation yeah. so um uh, i i met her on hinge and um oh, yeah. and we we dated for about i would say like maybe 6 weeks or so and i uh i just you know when you just absolutely connect with somebody just from a from a mental standpoint, we liked all the same things. We just vibed mm-hmm. hard. Mm-hmm. Whoa! But what happened? But, um, man, I I I've been discovering that you just can't force, um, you know, like what you're attracted to, and for whatever reason, uh, sexually, like I didn't have that drive. It just happens, absolutely. Her. Yeah, and like, and and I, uh, and I was really like trying to make this work because i was like dude she's so awesome like Mm -hmm. we have so much fun together Mm -hmm. maybe it will happen but uh it wasn't and i um i just had a real honest conversation with her and i was like she uh thought i was gay by the end of it Uh. which i understood um but uh but but i was like we talking like boner issues we talking no i mean we had sex and stuff but like i I just like i've i've i felt myself Still interested in other girls. So it was oh, like a blast well that, of passion but it, sort of Yes, thing. I, but the passion, the fire didn't exist. Exactly. Okay, see, I see what you That mean. like I was, like uh, we would yeah. hang out and like we did like this whole trip to Joshua Tree and it was like awesome and just us and romantic. I saw those pictures. And like didn't, I, I did like you would think if you're staying with this chick right. in like this place in the middle of the desert, it's just you two, you're like. I mean, you could have sex. You just couldn't make love to this woman, essentially. I think I could make love, but I couldn't. I didn't have that fire to like. Hmm. I wasn't like ripping her clothes off. They're just that that, so that sexual just, passion just, no just passion, didn't yeah. exist. I gotcha. Um, but was she, was, how were her orgasms? Were, were they 
existent frequently. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like we we had sex. Like we both came and like yeah, the whole thing. But Beautiful. it was like I would find myself sometimes Just being like, I edge. know that I should. We should do this. Like so. This I'm goes here, do and this. then those go there. It's been a really weird. Yeah. But anyway, so we talked about it, and I was like, look, like. It's my legs, isn't it? It's my yeah. legs. <laughs> but I was like, and she's been in LA for like 10 years. She's got a ton of, she, does, she doesn't need another friend necessarily. Mm. And I was just like, I just want to be, and she's like, well, what about friends with benefits? I was like, I, you know, like, Again, I, it's kind I, of part just, of the problem. I just want to, I, I fucking love being around you. Can we just like try and make this a friendship? And she's like, never done that before. I think it's really weird, but I guess we can try. And it has been incredible. And it's been good. Awesome. It has been incredible. She good. is like, it's my best. Yeah, it is great. It's Wonderful. Amazing. Yeah, and maybe That's those maybe those things will come back. No, she is the homie, and now she's uh, she's like a photographer, writer, director, incredibly talented, the most talented person I've met there for sure. I kind of want to um, plug her, but but then well, looks like is, someone's already plugged her. But but nah, maybe nah, after we've um, <laughs> after we've maybe described so much of her intimate. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> but um. Maybe not. But anyway, she, um, <laughs> where was this going? Yeah, where did we start? I don't even remember. She's training for Muay Thai, yes, so okay. she's getting my legs bigger. <laughs> it's, dude, it's, I, I know you have maybe genetics working against you, but it's just high weight, low rep. Yes. Consistency. Yeah. You've, you've kind of tried that to, to no avail? So now I go to LA Fitness and like I don't have like I don't have like a spotter there, so I stay mm. with what is safe with like what I can lift, which is heavy, mm. but I still am pumping out like six oh, it's to heavy. eight reps. It's heavy. Well, for me, well, six to eight is, is a good low number, I think. Can you hit the leg press machine? Can you hit the, oh, I hit the hamstring leg press. curls, quad curls? Yeah, I do all that, dude. <laughs> and they're they're getting there's more definition. They're just like. And just a little prosthetic stuff. You should do here. some training. Do some snuggly dragon training. Yeah. should do that. <laughs> we, need a, we need a cooler name. Because like I've, I've, I've got all the like snuggle wear. Beef. Um, my, my band name is Dragon Milk. Mm. Really? Dragon Milk. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> your so, band. Yeah. You have a band? Yeah, that's the first I'm hearing of your band. <sighs> it's like one of those, oh yeah, like I have a band. We, we don't play any shows. We just practice and just create musical fusion. Me and my buddy Mason Trey and I. We jam. Oh, we jam hard. Oh, you could even have, like, if you wanted to, like, your own, like, porn station called the Horny Dragon. Horny Dragon. You know, when I was trying to figure out a name for the production company, I was going through names like Horny Rhino Entertainment. I don't know. I like Horny Dragon better. But so do dragons. Do they? The classical aspect Mm. of a rhinoceros is its horn. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's a little tongue-in-cheek, but horny rhino, you don't want to be the CEO of horny rhino. <laughs> or maybe I could I be mean, a, a subsidiary. Subsidiary? Subsidiary company. But uh, that can't be your bread and butter, horny rhino. Mm. Horny drag. I don't know. I just I don't want to be... I think you made the right... I mean, snuggly dragon. Snuggly dragon. Nice. The, just the word snuggly is incredibly fun to say. Yes, good. Good. Very, very nice to say. Snuggle TV. Like I love it. I want like a, my own fragrance, fragrance line, like... I don't know what it'd be called, but like snuggle spray, dragon sweat. snuggle spray, dragon sweat, <laughs> dragon mist, dragon mist. Ooh, <laughs> so there's a lot of fun, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of fun roads we can go down. Um, any other reactions from watching our cut? I'm I'm feeling really good about it, and we're I about to go to a so test much. audience. Yeah. 
to see, make sure everyone's laughing in all the right places. Because, mm-hmm. of course, we're going to love it. Because, like, mm-hmm. that's you and that's me. And, mm-hmm. and Patrick, you were so great, by the way. And while I was. Yes. While yes. I was. So, Patrick is, is our director. For most of the world that has no idea what a director does, they're basically in charge of the actor's performance and in charge of all creative decision making during a production. And this guy was so oh just so many good like cute little insights and tidbits mm-hmm. and, like I, I was really appreciating that while I was editing and I was like he he made sure we got that and like my hat my hat is off if I were wearing one it'd be on the floor right now huh. sir well I appreciate that I think it's a little bit overstated I mean like I I think uh, most of the work had been done um, by YouTube, but uh, uh, not by it was her. a lot of no, fun to just look, read look. the goddamn script until I mean, no, well, I she just came in and just, I just came in and I was just like, huh? Absolutely, I cannot improv. believe. Like it just never kind of crossed. I don't know what it was. Never like, crossed your just, mind. Like, I got a three <laughs> day shoot <laughs> this weekend. Like a bunch of characters are in. Maybe had, they'll have I've, lines too. Like maybe I should I think look at the goddamn script. The one you gave me, the one that I auditioned for, like with that, that was it. That was really funny. We walk in to do a first, like just a nice little rehearsal there just to Look. get our feet the morning <laughs> of production day one yeah and there are some uh there are some, some scenes that are a bit sexually okay. charged so it's nice to get everybody comfortable and then uh, we sit down in the room and I'm you're like eating. we were uh, we were both like oh, can okay, i have a just... script i i haven't i haven't seen one like dude i looked at our first ad nick manning you angel and we just locked eyes for like gulp <laughs> Okay, well, here's one. Let's uh, let you alone by yourself for a little bit. It Actually, should be. It was Read very embarrassing. Read the script next time. But, <laughs> but you didn't not know your lines but ever. If you hadn't said anything, I would have never even yeah. noticed. Like if you would have been like, oh, just let me freshen up. Like I read it last night, but I want to just like freshen up real quick. We would have. You, never like, they wouldn't have known. Well, I don't know. Sometimes she's doing keep the opposite. My mouth shut. Sometimes I feel like like I feel like I stress everyone out. I was like, um, okay, hold on, give me two minutes. I will have this down pat. It'll be okay. I think it's also possible that you are messing with us and you did know your lines but and you're like oh i haven't even seen it yet but hang on but give me yeah. five minutes real quick i'll remember it so now we're like she didn't even know her lines and she immediately is that what you're no, doing guys, i did not i did not know my lines let's just make this clear i came on set first morning i did not know my lines what you hadn't even i don't know i don't know what happened for a script i don't know what happened to be honest with you i haven't seen one of the oh oh it's, what is, oh, oh, oh are we scripting this these like, are actually what? smaller than i imagine oh. you know what fuck both of you <laughs> very very cool that you wrote this down my oh my god just dropped i know much. i'm so sorry I, that was an added stress i did not mean to do <laughs> to your eternal credit as everyone will see you did a an unbelievable job, oh, especially thanks. given the fact that you had no fucking idea what was going to happen <laughs> that day. No, but listen, do you, like, it was just natural. Patrick came in and we're in the bedroom, and we're going over the lines, and we both look at each other like, "Well, all right." The bedroom was was used as the, an office. Yeah, yeah. So we're just like, "Hmm, we need to uh, probably get this kiss, like at least like not make it the first time that on yes. camera." It's like, "All right," because you know, like it just gets awkward sometimes. We did it. We were just like, "What?" We're like, "What?" So it's kind of like they teach you in film school if you have intimate kind of romantic scenes. Mm-hmm. Just because it's in the script doesn't mean that it couldn't be weird. And some people haven't even looked at the goddamn script. You know so what? you want to just bring it front and center. Um, and so I was just worried about similar issues with the spray tan. Just, you know, body parts kind of speaking for themselves. Don't it's a natural hand. reaction. And, just raising their hand. And you want to trust. <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Nice to meet you. I guess one of the one of the perks of uh, of being an actor, I guess, is kiss practice. It was just funny because you had your loincloth. It was you... great. It was a great thing. I didn't for have me. a lot of armor to uh, do the old Texas tuck or anything. Mm-hmm. 
I had the funny job of just being in the room, being like, yeah, that looks good. Well, it's two strangers are making <laughs> And Patrick is like, you, you want to stand up, buddy? Yeah, and he's good. like, no, I'm just going to sit down for a second. Just all, right, all right, all right. <laughs> it was just really funny because, um, yeah, I mean, it just, things started working before things even started happening. There you go. And it was just excellent. Fun mostly. weekend. Just hop on in there. Yeah. I just felt bad for you because, like, it was like, you had to pick me up, and then not only were you sweating, you had the mud on you, so it was like a muddy kind of sweat. It was and me and my element, baby. I remember you coming, like, that evening, you just walk in with a drink, and you just slowly lay down, because you were so, your every muscle in your body was so tired, and you were just like, oh. Yeah, well, because at the end of day, well, day one, you should always schedule light, because mm. it's just always more stressful and, and crazy than you expect, and so we decided to do all the sprinting through the jungle swinging across the tree like stuff at the end of that day god i remember spirits were were low that yeah, afternoon that was day tough... one is like literally always so tough yeah it's really tough to the point where you're like Fuck. <laughs> and then day two comes and everybody's kind of like in their zone in the Juicing, flow and then it goes baby. but day one is always like oh my god i, I mean yeah I, I was definitely struggling day one for sure i wasn't mm-hmm. doing any lifting whatsoever but um <laughs> yeah it's that just that day one push, and for whatever reason, we we did um, make out scene, um, jungle running. Wait, were we in the river? No, river was day two. Yeah, that was day two. Yeah. That was fun. That was very fun. That was yes. hilarious. I'm very surprised by the lack of mosquitoes that whole weekend. Oh, yeah, that that was whole weird. weekend, it was, nice. it was a muggy. Whole Louisiana weekend in July. Spiders, oh yeah, yeah. Horrendous looking monster spiders. Couple of snakes, but no oh, I didn't mosquitoes. See the well, no, one of the, um, somebody saw a moccasin behind that, uh, no barn that was on the other, no the way. kind of shed thing where the main house is. Mm-hmm. Um, he was like, y'all, there's like a six foot, like black, really fat snake over Jesus. there. I'm like, stay away. <laughs> Cause a lot of people, like a, a lot of people we have black, are out of fat <laughs> snake over there. <laughs> I was just like, y'all, there's, we're by the river. There's going to be water moccasins. Like. Don't go anywhere near anything. Like, watch where you're going. And surprisingly, that was the only one everyone anyone saw that weekend. Yeah, I, I love snakes. I wish I had seen them. Uh, I do, too. And we had a set pup, which was oh, fabulous for morale. Very nice, strong boy. Mm-hmm. Oh, what a great... Like, I'm, I really can see this getting a reboot in the first season. Mm-hmm. Where, like, Tarzan... So, it's not Tarzan and Jane. It's Ashanti and Jen. And I'm thinking next episode, like, they go shopping... Like, you know what I mean? They, they like, got to pick out an outfit for Tarzan's first, I don't know. There, there's Any all real world situation with him in it, trying to be a human is yeah, hilarious. That's going to be fun. <laughs> yeah. But just to, that, that, I've told you this before, uh, but we can just put it on record now. My favorite part of the thing is watching Ashanti try and laugh. Oh. I absolutely oh. love that. Yes. Because it's like, yes. it hits him. He's like. Uh, ha, ha, ha. Like oh, that's oh. how I do that. Mm-hmm. It's great to watch you try and feel that out. Oh, good, good, good. There's good. a lot of good, just like <clears throat> such gold in all of those reactions. Mm-hmm. Like so yeah. much, so gold. many nuggets, right? Like John, little, just quick. Oh, John you have any there. idea how hard it was for me to keep it together watching John? I was just, I was just thanking God when you're all doing the close-ups on him. Just uh, that, that you're all frame. That I was off frame. I was just like, oh, I guess I'm just. I was having fun editing. I I call a couple, caught her a couple times, and I I included one in the edit, just because your face and your reaction's so great. It's like I have to. You're just like two nerds just met in the library. God, 
I'm excited. I'm very excited for everyone to see. Oh. Um, any any final thoughts on that before we put that to bed? Snuggle TV coming up. Conjugal Issues, directed by Patrick Sanderson, starring Max Fisk and Alexandra Williams. It was just so much fun. It was just so great. It was just like it was because uh, you had. I think you how we're having a stressful week. Already, because you were doing so life. much in that, that was one four week. of the four skits mm-hmm. in the pilot. And it was like, this was the last one. We had shot an, the Sex, Drugs, and Meemaw. Mm-hmm. We shot earlier that week. We were in prison with no AC. <sighs> like, oh, God, it was rough. I just remember pulling you aside, like, every now and then, as much as I could, being like, Max, you're doing, you're having fun. This is this is fun for you. You're, you're this doing this because you love it. <laughs> oh, I never thought he needed to be pulled aside. To tol- I thought you just were doing that. He well, looks like it. You have to have a semblance of professionality <laughs> and, and not utter hopelessness and despair. Um, I was going to ask what it's like dropping everything with, but the wish in your pocket and scooting on over to Los Angeles and just living the dream. This Oh, this is why I was talking. My Uber driver, he's going to do the same exact thing. That's why I was like, I That's just crazy. had a great Uber drive. Because what he said was, which I also experienced, um... Before you do that, for some reason, everyone, at least here, tells you how horrible Los Angeles is. Yeah. That's kind of what I've heard. Traffic. Same. People. Oh, my. It's up. Blah, blah. It's re- it, and I was like, dude. It probably rocks. Don't listen to it. I was like, I love it. Uh, yeah, there's traffic. But it's not that bad. Hmm. And yeah, there's some assholes. It's a second. But I just don't hang out with you I know. know I got pretty bad road rage. <laughs> Oh really? Oh, I'm just allergic to traffic. Yeah. <laughs> like I, but it's like twitching. if it takes you 15 minutes to go somewhere here, maybe it's gonna take you 30 or 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Everything's also, like I'm driving across late. the causeway. I see. Well, it's good that you like it. It's good you like your new house too, and that your cat oh, likes yes. your new house. Yeah. Thank God. <laughs> I know. I know. That's what really. Was... It's really what matters. Your cat likes your new house. Well, I am a homebody. Mm-hmm. I like. I I need my. My my home to be a comfortable place, oh, and my yeah. main concern moving to LA, I was like, because I came from, a, I, have, I have a cool house in New Orleans that I loved, very comfortable, house. and I was like, damn, I'm definitely gonna have to downgrade when I move to LA. Am I mm-hmm. gonna like, where the hell am I gonna live? Um, but dude, I, like, there's there's the LA is so big. There's so many different places you can live that I scored like an awesome place. It's better than my house in New Orleans, which is unbelievable. Wow. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. There's no so, Snake and Jake's around the corner, though. There's no Snake and Jake's, but, you know, we've left that in the past anyway, so thank God. Snake um, and Jake's is, like, the most ratchet place ever. It's like a dive mm-hmm. bar. It doesn't it's, get popping until 3 a.m. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> it's a, di- it's a shed dead. that they call a dive bar, but it's Snake and Jake's Christmas Lounge. Uh, is that, have- wait, is that down... It's on Oak Street. Oh. It's like uptown. Oh, I, I passed up some sketchy little place on the way here. I can't remember. There's what also was, a lot of sheds and snakes in sheds this neighborhood. So. We've got a uh, down the street from us in Nashville. Sheds we've got snakes. a there's a dive bar called Louie's Bar, and they sell hot chicken out of the back of it. <laughs> Wait, I think I don't eat hot there. chicken. Really? Do not eat hot. I chicken. agree. It, it destroyed me. For I've days. never had hot chicken. I don't do spicy. Uh, I've seen neither does beef. <laughs> I went like mildish ist one that you can go. I'm talking explosive oh my God. butt water for like <laughs> the entire weekend. It was yeah, miserable. dude. It's like a day's it's thing. Like, it's not. It's, a, it's why not do a people situation. do this? It sounds Burns. painful. I don't even see. I don't, I'm with you. I don't like spicy because oh yeah, hey, I got a sweet idea. Let's just chemically burn all of the nerves inside of our Listen, mouth. See, my I boyfriend like does it. spicy. My boyfriend would 
it comes to boiled crawfish, he will take the boil that they actually boil the seafood in it. He requests a little souffle cup of it. And when he peels the tail off, he dips it in that boil and oh, eats that's it. that's crazy. Then he starts sweating. I'm like, honey, what are you that's doing? But he's from Houston. He's crazy. <laughs> he dips into the boil. Yes, he does. That's crazy. I know. That's madness. I'm like, why are you sweating? He's like, it just hurts so good. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> See, I like spicy, but there's a beautiful like... Goldilocks? Though? There's just a Goldilocks area there that <laughs> you just want to just hit. And spicy chicken um, was a little bit over that. But it was really the aftermath. It wasn't during that was bad. It was Is it a aftermath. heat that hits you after? Dude, no, it's, it's a, just a like, burning of your, yeah, of your butthole. Yeah, <laughs> But also your gut just feels like it's being yeah. wrenched. Like it was, That doesn't sound safe. Like, what is happening? <laughs> no. But, but when uh, it's crispy, it's nice, yes. And like, what, what's... Because it's occurred to me, it'd be like, you know what, let's go where the action is. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm trying to kind of do big fish smaller pond mm-hmm. and then if i ever get called out that way i would go mm-hmm. but i'm a little intimidated to just go mm-hmm. but it's how is that's where the in- intimidation lies or at least f- for me it did was the um like the thought of it and then uh like just the unknown the unknown mm-hmm. is intimidating Certainly. and like people say how daunting it is i guess um but yeah, I mean, my experience so far—it's only been eight months, but like I, I you know, I really, what really loved it. Unexpected things have have happened. Unexpected things. Like what's caught you by surprise, either pleasantly or. Okay, so like when I went there, I mean, I went there with like no idea what I was gonna uh-huh. actually do. Love that. Um, mm. So I was like, man, what you know, you like try and get a job for a while. But your goal is to break into the entertainment industry. Absolutely. Yeah. So like my my focus actor, since I've moved yeah. there has been acting, mm-hmm. acting and modeling, and um, uh, which in itself has been hilarious. I I mean I have <laughs> done some commercial auditions that oh, I God. I walk out of there and I'm like, this is <laughs> this is this is my life. This I can't. I this is such a good story. I know I didn't book that because that was the weirdest thing I've ever done. <laughs> like what? Um, one was for a beer commercial, and um, they tell you to wear a bathing suit. I was like, okay, wear wear a bathing suit. Um, I'm okay taking my shirt off. I just didn't expect that to happen. I guess. Mm-hmm. But you walk into a room. It's like two dudes behind a camera, and then I'm walking in there with two other girls and two other guys, and then they're just like. All right, guys. Everybody get naked. They're like, you're at a, you're at a pool party. Oh, um, we're gonna pop these. the music on, and the pool is right there in front of you. And um, yeah, everybody take their shirts off. And when we say go, go, uh, we took our shirts off, and then they popped on Mambo Number no. Five, and we ah! danced or just partied at a pool party for uh, what seems like forever. I, I think know. it was like 45 so seconds. So awkward, weird. Oh, so awkward, and like diving into a pool that doesn't exist. Yeah, I just walked out. I was like, didn't get that one. No. Oh my god! But it's like such a funny experience yeah. that like, um, that's what I went there for, dude. I went there to just like, I was ready to change it up, um, and just to see what the hell would happen. You have to expect the unexpected. Exactly, and no expect. You know, like, I think a big thing also is is making sure that before you move there, knowing that no one there gives a shit that you're moving there. So huh. then you get there, like, knowing that no one cares, and you don't have, like, these expectations that are crazy. Dude, it's just a, you just got to get there just and start moving, dude. Yeah. yeah. You were saying no expectations. I think that's the key to enlightenment, Absolutely. Honestly. That's like, you, you can't be disappointed if you mm-hmm. don't have the expectation. Mm-hmm. You also lose a little bit of the... <sighs> 
the juice, the excitement mm-hmm. and stuff, but maybe long term, just removing yourself from expectations is the way to just center and be. There's just a, there's like a difference between goals, aspirations, and expectations. You know, like yes, there's just a well big put. big difference because you got to um, be striving. Yeah, you, know? you got something you want, you work hard for, but um, you can't like. Because okay, like my you just first can't get your feelings hurt. Yeah, my first acting class there was uh, really shocking, hmm. and like if I had expectations, uh, I don't know if I would have gone back. Mm. Like I walked out of there like I just got. I mean, the teacher just picked me and he just was railing me, and this was a seven-hour class, and I was just getting railed for like the majority of it. Um, and I walked out of there. I was what like, happened? Whoa! I mean, he was just. I like, normally love getting railed for seven hours. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't sound like that case. Um, yeah, it was just a uh, it was just a learning experience. I think we come from the same acting world that is uh, not mainly done in an audition room, and um, this was because that's the worst fucking kind. It's just a uh, it's just a very unnatural situation. I mean, you, I'm sure you've experienced mm-hmm. a ton mm-hmm. of auditions. It's just this. It's just if you've learned on set, it's weird to kind of go back to learning in an audition room. Yeah, auditions suck. And this was also for multicam, which um, is um, um, like sitcom, which hmm. things are very big. And I think my acting style is a little bit more subtle in some Nuanced. ways. Yeah, so like they're like forcing you to do these big things that seem mm-hmm. so unnatural. It was just it's like, like... It's like they force you to do stage acting on film, essentially. Ex- exactly. That's how it feels. Absolutely. Exactly. Well, tell me about how you got railed. Like what, what the guy singled you out. Just I mean, at one point, so like... And I'm sure both of y'all can also, uh, you've had this happen where something happens and you're in your head now. Mm. So he was like, no, never. All of a sudden he realized, like, I we were doing this thing and I felt fine. I had to audition for this class too. And I felt I had a good audition. I felt good about it. Um, and then I went in the class, it was like 25 people, some of which I'd seen on TV before. So I was like, okay, we're stepping up here. But, uh, he, at some point during the class called me out. He's like, you realize when you act, you hunch over. And I was like, no, I didn't realize that. He's like, yeah, you hunch over like the, the hunchback of Notre Dame. And ah. I was like, okay, what the fuck? I didn't oh, I know I do uh, that. And then it was yeah. kind of in my head. And then by That's the a douchey way to bring that to your attention. He came at me. He came at me. Yeah. Uh, but I, I respect him. I respect mm-hmm. the way he teaches. He like, he made me better. But uh, by the end of this class, just to make a long story short, I had one teacher holding my, my, my body back, my upper body, to keep my back straight, and the other one bending down, tickling the back of my legs to, quote-unquote, loosen me up. Um, Bunch of L.A. yuppies. It sounds like you had, like, basic training Sex for class. acting. Uh, dude, like, I was just being... Sounds um, so tough. I, 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 like, coming from a direct... I'm a director first, then actor. I would never scream at my actor to, hey, loosen up. Right, but that's what was going down. So that first class was just so intense. And at the end of class, we're all talking in a circle, and he's like giving feedback. He looks at me. He's just like, "You really struggled today, huh?" And I was Uh like, (laughs) "I was like, yeah, dude, I did, I did. It was, uh, it was a bit. It was, it, it was a good learning experience." Um, And he's like, "Yeah, don't worry, you'll get better." And then you know, I left, and I was like, maybe that was a good thing that he like picked me out and just because he spent a decent amount of time of this class just on me hmm. um 
You smelled weakness. He just smelled <laughs> something and just went for it. But anyway, so yes, that was like that story. And it, of course, got better as this class went on. But that was my introduction to like a real acting class in L.A. And I was just like, here we go. Yeah. Here we go. Gloves off. It was intense. Jeez. Yeah. But it's awesome that you've remained as positive as you are. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I feel like that's the key to it is just letting it roll off your back. No doubt. Like having feathers. Of like your hunched back. <laughs> of mm-hmm. your hunched back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, something he says is like, he was like, if you mess up and it looks like you're like down on yourself, he's like, why are you, why do you think you're supposed to be perfect? Mm-hmm. Like who said you were supposed to be perfect? Like you can't mess up? It's like, oh, okay. Like just like his, that a little more. His tone is just like sometimes can be intense. And if you have soft skin, then it's going to hurt you. But mm-hmm. like you better not have soft skin in the room. Yeah. When you're auditioning and they throw something at you and you're like, oh, well, I wanted to do it that way. And it's like, well, I don't give a shit. Do it the way I just told you to do mm-hmm. it if you want the job. So it's like, I'd rather have that happen in acting class and get like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just prepping you. In any audition, the one thing that I see most often is that they're testing your ability to take direction in mm-hmm. any way that they can. Because if you can't do that, then they're not going to present you to yeah. going further, essentially, mm-hmm. at all. So I'm sure that's another reason why he's as hard on you as he is. Yeah. No I do love your optimism, though. That's definitely the key. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people would just be like, yeah, fuck that guy. Dude's a prick because he kind of sounds like a prick. But you got to find the good in the bad. Mm-hmm. No doubt. Right. Have you ever had yeah. any just nightmarish auditions or classes? Or <sighs> you ever cried in, in acting class? Um, no, I've screamed in an acting class, but that's really about it. I uh, went to Launch Model and Talent um, here in, um, actually, it's right down the streets in Metairie. Hmm. Um, but I went there, you have to audition to get into uh, the academy. Um, but Jason Mitchell went there, he did, he played easy on Straight Outta Compton. Well. He did that. Um, there's a lot of other people that go there, like Billy Slaughter teaches there, and Nicole Barr teaches there. It's, it's in an incredible place, and they're pretty... Um, exclusive as to you know who they train and everything like that there I did that for two years um but Nicole was a little hard on me sometimes like really? but not not nearly as bad as what you had you really but, um, fucked up today didn't you Patrick? Yeah, <laughs> like, oh it was great I was like, like Jesus one more but um so yeah in there she would always she had no problem stopping you in the middle of something and telling you uh you know this is what's I'm seeing why you're talking so low. She's just like, uh, she really, a lot of what she taught me, I use in everything that I do, not even just acting in like day-to-day life. So, uh, but as far as auditions, I never really had crazy embarrassing auditions. Hmm. Um, But I did have a surprising, I went into audition, um, Second Line Stages is here. So I went in to tape an audition with Candy Brooks. She does most of my taping. Um, and so I was walk- Elizabeth Coulon is in the same building. And so I was walking out of... Coulon casting. Coulon casting, yeah. And then I was walking out of um, uh, Candy's office, and I was about to go down the stairs. And Elizabeth's uh, door is open, and she has this big board, and it's got all these, like, tacks and pins and everything on it. And she looks at me. And she looks back at her board. She said, just a knife through your face. She was like, are you busy? I'm like, no, not really. I'm like, why can I? I didn't know who she was. I said, can I help you or anything like that? She's like, you want to audition for something for me real quick? 
So I just yeah. kind of got roped into a random audition, and I had no idea who this woman was, and I just I did that. I didn't end up getting the part, but she uh, I sent her a thank you note, and she invited me to a couple more auditions. But that's probably this. I don't think that's probably the weirdest circumstances and auditions I've had. Really? That's an awesome oh, circumstance, man. though. Yeah. yeah, that's like the the one you want. Yeah, absolutely. So that's that's the weirdest story I have. <laughs> Interesting. But, um, What's your weird story, Max? You got well. I'm thinking of when Lauren Cook just started making out with me in uh, in one of my first ever auditions. Like I'm like frat guy going to LSU theater, uh-huh. and they do like a general. Um, you do general auditions, and then you get called back for like specific plays that the directors want to cast you in. So I got called back for one of these plays, and and I'm just this spring chicken. Like I'm probably one of the few kind of straight kind of classically male-ish dudes that mm-hmm. they've seen so I, I had a couple of callbacks and uh lauren just in the script I, I didn't know i don't know how to i didn't know how to like audition and really do anything i had taken a couple classes but I, I was like so green and so there were in the script there was like a kiss and i just assumed like no you're not gonna kiss and then Lauren just grabs my face, starts making out with me, and my I imagine my face afterwards was just so like Priceless. obviously oh, yeah. like, it was on tape. not in like character at all. Um, <laughs> it was kind of wacky. I've had some weird like commercial auditions when you just you walk into a room, they have your scene partner that you just meet, and they're like, all right, you guys are you know you've been married for five years, you're mm-hmm. a young couple in love, yeah. just kind of start touching each other. Yeah. It's like, oh my god. You would think like, oh, okay, awesome, but but no, it's it's such a weird. It's not happening. Uh, so in it's this weird. business, who's the coolest person, or who's your favorite person you've ever met? In this industry. Wow. God. I don't know. I'm sure he's met much more people. I won't pretend to be a established veteran or professional or anything. Um. I have no idea. Patrick, who do you have? Do you have a favorite? Um, I don't think I've met anybody that cool. Or something I, where you've like I borderline did. kind of fangirled, but of course uh, you're a professional, you've kept it in, but it's just like. No, I was thinking, well, what what kind of cool are we talking about? Like cool, like I thought they were like, I really liked them or like cool where other people would hear that and be like, oh, that's cool. Second, the latter. Oh, the latter. I mean, my I work for two writers. My boss is a writer on The Simpsons and has mm-hmm. been for twenty years. I think that's that's really, awesome, really cool. That is really cool. cool. He's got Emmys in it. I mean, that's really cool. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, as far as I really don't, f- I don't, I don't fan. Yeah, I don't. Well, have you seen any celebrities? Any yeah, absolutely rolling around. Um, my favorite, I, I can't, I can never remember this dude's name. Don't you hate that? Yes. Cause <laughs> I, I do it all the time. <laughs> the, the guy from, um, 40 year old virgin. Steve Carell? Steve? No, no, no. The black dude with the shaved head. Who's like real clean, really hilarious. Oh dude. yeah. yeah. I saw him. The oh, other, I know. I saw him the other day. And oh, I was like, sweet. Oh, I, I know guy. exactly. I don't know his name either. <laughs> Damn. I don't think it's a well, like a, a very well known name, but he is a hilarious actor. Yeah. IMO. Um, Oh, I know. I did Jaeger shots with Channing Tatum and Jonah Hill when they were shooting. What? Twenty One Jump Street. Cool. Yeah, my. But that doesn't count as like an industry meet. But my brother was was Channing Tatum's driver. Oh, that's For neat. like four months, and they like started a moonshine business. They were like became buds. Um, so my brother like calls me up. He's like, "Come to this random bar in River Ridge right now." I was like, "Why?" He's in like, River Ridge, that is hilarious. Because <laughs> they're shooting on one of those like neighborhood streets. Yeah. 
And I was like, why? He's like, just come. I promise it'll be cool. I was like, all right. I go in. Bar's completely empty except for glorious Channing Tatum. And he truly is like, it's like you look at this guy and you're like, you're a star. Like you're mm. doing exactly what you should be doing. Yeah. He's just tall. He's got this freaking jaw. He's like, he glows. He's Glass. beautiful. Is that inner beauty <laughs> shining in. Dude, he, he, and he's just got this big, powerful smile. He like looks at you and shakes you. I was like, whoa. And then Jonah Hill's sitting right next to him. Well-casted, different, uh, not quite the beautiful specimen that but um, so that his sweet, co-partner right? is. But, but his, well, the thing that got me was his voice, because just the exact same voice that he has. Mm-hmm. Oh, hey, yeah, man, like, hey, how's it going? I mean, I don't do a good Joan Hill or anything, but it was just, it was just the super bad voice, and, and I just heard that, and it just made me laugh so much, just that that's what he actually sounded like. Uh, and we did Jaeger shots, and then I went on my merry way. That's awesome. It was cool. Do you have a cool uh, person you met? Um, there, I have a few. So back in my Vampire Diaries, like, obsession days, we, and I had a bob. I had cropped oh, hair. Shit. I Lessons. had short, short hair. But, um, I was in Slidell's Theater, and, uh, Paul Wesley, the guy who played Stefan Salvatore mm-hmm. in the series, apparently he has, he has family in Slidell, Louisiana. Poor so, guy. I remember I, <laughs> I remember I went to go see Bridesmaids with my mother. And sitting right in the row in front of us, there was this guy and uh which and with his wife at the time, I can't remember her name. But he was wearing a hat inside the theater. I'm like, "Who the hell was that? Why are you wearing a, a ball cap inside of a theater?" And so he turned his face and I recognized that jawline from anywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was I couldn't even pay attention the whole movie. I was just like <laughs> checking him out. Yeah. I was like, "Uh, just watching him watch." I the was. Movie. <laughs> and so I was that weird person, y'all. I was like 16, 17 years Oh, old. you went up to him after. Will you I sign did. my tits, please. I was like, "Well, I followed him out cuz he went out oh, uh, like shit. he left the like the theater right before the movie ended so and i was just like can i i was that person like can i have a picture please <laughs> i feel like young pretty girls oh that's my like God. the point of young pretty girls but as far as like pleased the coolest person <laughs> was whenever i was doing um um hello hey we oh, got he's, a, he's an back. intruder into the, into the show <laughs> i was um, had a um a featured i was just a featured sorority girl in scream queens for Good a few episodes and the coolest person I met was uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh, wow. She was the most badass person. Yeah? Like, and she was so sweet. She was so cool. She was my favorite person on that entire set. Cool. So she was probably my favorite person. Loved her in True Lies with Oh, my God, that body. Seriously? Like, what in the world? Like, body karate. Like, what happened? Like, she was hot. Yeah. Jesus. I mean, like, in my opinion, Halloween is the best serial killer of all time. Serial killer movie of all time. And she's the, she's, right, right, she's right. the lady. Of course. They're redoing everything now. Like, because aren't they, don't they have a another Halloween? They've done it. Or so Rob it Zombie again? redid it, and his Rob are incredible. Really? They're so good. Rob Zombie. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, he did House of a Thousand Corpses, which, Corpse? Or Corpses? Corpses. Corpse Eye. Corpse Eye. Which is, which is... <laughs> Corpson, which is like really great but yeah um if you want to watch a scary movie it's almost halloween rob zombies halloweens are great and you want to know why because they show what michael myers does during the day when he's not killing people oh, and you know what he's doing like he's literally walking he's just walking through these huge fields to get to jamie lee curtis to kill her oh interesting but 
Yeah, seriously, they've got to get to point A to point B. How do they do it? I'm sorry, I don't do scary movies. I don't oh, do it. Scary I don't movies. do demonic. Really? I don't do. I don't. I definitely don't do based on a true story. I'm like, no, oh, not that's doing it. The best. Can't do it. I can't. I can't do it. I watched the last scary movie I watched was Insidious, and I squealed like a little girl. Like it was horrible. Well, you are a little girl. Well, you know what? That's not the point. <laughs> the point is, I can't do it. Like my boyfriend's constantly trying to get me to watch like it and stuff like that. Oh, I'm like, I'm not that. doing it. No. no, I will do suspense psychological thriller exactly like I like love us and um okay you just see I mean, uh get out yes like things like that i'm fine things that like Th- maybe that's about question as cl- everything. that's about as scary as i'll go right but that was a definitely a positive experience that was an incredible movie yeah scary yeah. movies are just so much fun oh, like midsummer me, dude. <gasps> that really messed with my brain you watch that i did watch it like it's like the pubic hair thing though i was that like, is like a huh. um talk about psychological that is just um just in every way kind of just terrifies you. Mm-hmm. It makes, makes me not want to go to Sweden. I'm just to be honest with you. Which I'm going to Amsterdam for my birthday. I'm going from the 19th to the 26th. I'm so excited. Just don't join a cult. Exactly. You know, I'm going to try not to do that while or did, I'm there. Yeah. <laughs> just don't do any weird shit. I mean, that's kind of like a definition <laughs> I love of a cult. That <laughs> but yes, Midsummer messes with my brain. Body like, parts right in the theater, we were just like... That movie is so great. It's so good, but it, I was like, what the hell? During that movie was when was the second earthquake in L.A. The first one I didn't feel, but the second one, did y'all hear about? Mm-mm. Remember when there were earthquakes? No. There's always earthquakes. Come well, on. The, this earthquake, we were watching the movie. It was right in the beginning, so scary. And then all of a sudden, the whole theater starts <gasps> like... like oh, When I'm looking, hey. it looks like... Um, it looked like all the seats were like doing a wave. Oh, my God. And I was like... Holy shit. And I'm with the girl who I was talking about. She's lived there for 10 years, so it, this is not a big deal to her at all. But, like, you see everyone, like, pull out their cell phones and everything, and mm-hmm. the guy behind me is like, everybody relax. It's just one of those new, like, 4D theaters. Ah! I, was like, I was like, oh, holy shit, because that was – I really believed him because it yeah. was moving that much. <laughs> Ooh. And then someone – What's it like being in an earthquake? Dude, it was, like – uh, so unsettling. So unsettling. Ooh. And then uh, it seems like a um, – it seemed like a disaster movie because like a bunch of people stood up and ran out of the theater and the movie was still playing but no one was watching it everyone was like standing there on their phones like figuring out what was going on and then like an attendant came in and was like hey we've had an earthquake everyone needs to exit the theater the building immediately um which then you just chill outside for 10 minutes and then they let us go back in and watch it but I could never live in California. It, it like <laughs> added so much fear that, to this movie experience. Uh-huh. Oh. Because the beginning of the movie is so like impactfully just like dreadful and scary. And then an earthquake happens. <laughs> You're like, I was already scared, but now I am horrified. So right. Scared. Now this is just terrible. <laughs> Jeez, but it was cool. I mean, like, because we're, like, we experience hurricanes, and they're, like, normal to us. You get a us. warning. You get a weak warning with hurricanes. That was my thing. Uh, I was like, so what do we do now? And right. she was like, nothing. I was like, but the put your head between your legs and kiss your ass goodbye. Yeah, it's just like, that's, I was like, there's no uh, ramification. Protocol. Like, what, what, yeah, what's yeah, going what do on? do you do? Nothing. You just wait. Right God. away. Which I think you just wait just. Because you should do something, and then you just go back to whatever the hell is going on. I couldn't live like that. <laughs> I just, 
You've never experienced a hurricane? I mean, a hurricane, yes. Earthquake. No, never. I've been to LA one time. I had a very pleasant experience my one time there. Pleasant or not pleasant? I had a very pleasant experience. Uh, I went and saw a couple of shows. Um, My boyfriend's in does entertainment law and music. Um, So we travel a lot for just to see some of his clients perform. Um, So. It's, it was it was really nice. I mean, we stay, I stayed at the Jeremy. I'm pretty sure it has a different name now, but it's right on the main strip. Oh wow! So that was pretty nice. Um, so I had a good experience, but yeah, yeah I've never dope. never experienced uh, earthquakes and or I've seen tornadoes, but I've never actually. Ooh, that's the worst. For like me. I've seen them in the distance, like but no that way, rarely volcanoes, ever happens dude. here. Volcanoes freak me out. Uh, that, really? Yeah, magma. I've never seen a volcano. Come on, I'm kidding. But, but that would be your... I've never seen a tornado, but that's my number one that fear. Would, that would, they uh, were like two disasters. little... I used to live way out in the country, like a little bit further in Mississippi. And we... I remember it was two little tornadoes. And I say little because they were like the little skinny ones. And you could... We lived on 40 acres, but you could see them in the distance. They were two twin twisters. Wow. That was it. Were they I was ripping like up 10. the grounds and everything? Well, no, because... Really. I mean, you can have a... A swirling vortex of wind and dust be pretty like small and, and low key. Like, yeah. have you ever you, have you never seen? I've seen a wind. I've seen like they a connect. what do they call a, a water funnel? Oh, a water spout. A water spout. Yeah, but yeah. I've never wow. seen like the thing you saw in the movie Twister, where oh, it's just like cyclones. God, just, that's like, scary. Mowing things. Could down. you imagine living in Tornado Alley? No, like, that is no. so much scary. We're right Alley. outside of Tornado Alley, like in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, we what get is Tornado like, Alley. Tornado Alley is like in Kansas and everything like that, where it's like. They get one like every almost every single week. Oh. You see what I'm saying? Which like is they weird. have like what's going on there? It's just the sense. Goldilocks <gasps> zones for tornadoes. Right, exactly. But wait, what'd you say, Patrick? I'm sorry. I don't know. I don't know. Either. Oh, I said like what's going on there? That that is just like I don't the know area. It's like Science. it's like, like what it's how we have ideal Science. conditions Books. for hurricanes. You know, we have Einstein. it's just <laughs> ge- geographically just ideal for that to happen. So for weird. just death swirls right. of high speed. Yep intensity wind this hurricane season was a little crazy like they had four tropical storms all lined up in one right ruined one of my shoots oh god it was uh, oh yeah barry mm-hmm. i remember i did a photo shoot uh <laughs> in the middle of barry and we had to uh, it was in Sido, and we sounds like a lucky range. guy <laughs> it was just uh <laughs> shut up <laughs> But um, it made Lake Pontchartrain just like waves, just waves. And I waves saw and those stuff. were cool pictures too. I love those, but we had to, we had like a oh, 10 minute window. Oh, y'all were outside? Yes, we were. Whoa. So we had a 10 minute window to get like this Victorian, like surreal, like photo shoot going on and then to exit before we got flooded into that whole little area. Wow, right. that's yeah. pretty, that's While pretty exciting. While we're on the topic, let's talk about your kind of your Instagram and your photo shoots and your kind of general ethos uh, with all that? Um, so I started doing photo shoots probably about two years ago. I really... Are you familiar with the term thirst trap? No. Neither was I. Uh, really? Somebody told me about that while we were talking <laughs> about you. But um, but continue. Go on. Um, so I started off, uh, what started my artistic endeavors was I started off in stage acting. Um, we went to a competition in Louisville, Kentucky, doing the Elephant's Graveyard. That's oh, wow. really what got me to fall in love with acting. Then I went to William Carey on a scholarship for stage acting. I was only there for about a month because I hated college. <laughs> really? So, and I, I, I kind of lost my love for stage acting. I was like, I want to get into film. So I left William Carey, which is in North Mississippi, came back down here. 
Um, and so I started doing a two-year business degree, but all, but started doing like film acting in New Orleans and then just started, you know, going to my acting classes and everything like that. I started off doing just being a double. So for uh, Into the Badlands, I was uh, Allie's character. I can't remember what the character's name was, but I was her body double. So I always had like the wig on and everything like that. Did all her green screen like stunts and everything like that. You did stunts? I did just a little for probably about one season. And then they moved over to New Zealand and I couldn't move to New Zealand. You should. I know, but I was in the middle of everything. Rocks. Um, God, that would have been awesome though. I what? know. Yeah, oh my God. And then they wanted to make me... Well, time out. So I'm slow. Bum, 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 breaks. <laughs> Coolest. Talk me through some of these stunts. Like, what Did you ever get lit on fire? No, or it wasn't anything like that. It was a... Did, they, she did a lot of her own. I mean, it was a huge martial arts. Yeah, if you ever Badlands watched the show, it's all martial arts. It's all, like, all kinds of crazy fighting. Um, so she did all of her own stuff. The problem was, uh, whenever she did do all the fighting and everything like that, either she would sweat through her clothes hmm. or she would get sweat onto feel. herself, essentially, from whoever she was fighting. So I would have to pretty much mimic the same movements in her, in the same clothing so that they could green screen the clothing onto what she was doing. What? So that, because it was literally like, like for, for example, so she had a fight scene where she had to jump on a guy's head and pretty much use her legs to like snap his neck, essentially. But the guy was sweating so horribly that whenever she let go, it just looked like she peed herself because there was mm. so much sweat on the inside of her legs. So I would have to do stuff like that so that they could green screen the outfit. So you jump on the guy's head and get, you get all sweaty? Oh, wait, no. Because no, you have I to be have clean. To. Right. Right. But that is really a funny um, way to solve that problem, yeah, to green screen it, instead mm-hmm. of just get pants that like don't show water. That sounds like Louisiana filmmaking. <laughs> and this place was in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, you know, it's too much sweat yeah. here. We're going to New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody yeah. sweats nearly well, as much. Most of the cast was from Hong Kong, AC like all the mm-hmm. trainers, all the everything like that. So it was just closer to home for them also. So that's what got me into doing it down here, and then I met Isaac Fenter on uh, on a set. I can't remember which one, and he was like, you know, I do boudoir modeling. Have you ever thought about doing it? I'm like, you know what? Not really. So I mean, I had some people that wanted to do uh, photography with me, and a lot of them were just creepers. So I was just like, eh, whatever. Mm-hmm. But with Isaac, he's one of my best friends, so we did that, and I just started doing it. And you take amazing photographs oh, like, well, thank they're, you <laughs> they're beautiful it's very sexy and just like you just you have so many of them i'm just like how, where did where did this <laughs> come from like what's and then i picked up a lot of stuff from isaac because so isaac does mostly most of what i do and then honestly if you have an iphone you can pretty much do all that shit yourself these days honestly and you know your angles right so, <laughs> i cannot always delete them. <laughs> true yeah. so that's what got me into that hopefully i'll continue doing it uh, I want to move to Nashville next week, so. Are, well, if Isaac isn't going to go, do if you Isaac just kind of do them yourself? I'll, I'm either going to do it myself or I'll, or I'll just find another photographer. Please do. I'm so just sad keep, to leave him. <laughs> sure there's plenty of photographers that you can find to work with. Right. But it, that is like a hard thing to like uh, filter through the mm-hmm. creepy that trust because it's like. I had one like... guy that still hits me up about it. And like, if you go look at his photos and I really kind of don't want to out him on here, but like if you go look at his photos, it's all like. I liked modeling and I liked, because obviously I'm not a, I'm not a very conservative person. So like, I mean, 
honestly, to me, like, body parts are body parts. Like, nudity doesn't really bother me. And obviously because I put tape on my boobs. We almost, we got some near boobies <laughs> on the, the Snuggle TV coming up for all you folks. Oh, my goodness. Um, But his was all just, like, almost, like, just, like, hustler-style stuff. Yeah. And I didn't really like it. Like, if I'm going to... I don't know, like, everything me and Isaac ever did was always, like, there's some sort Classy, of art form or, like, yeah. a story behind it or something like that. Yeah, he's just like, there's no reason besides naked Right, there's no reason girl. except for naked spread out on something or against something. So I never really liked it. And then a lot of the girls I spoke to uh, were, he made them feel very uncomfortable. Um, the one girl, it was her first time, and she asked if she could bring a friend to make herself more comfortable. He told her no. Oh, wow. There's just a lot of those. It would astonish you. I don't think it would. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> you buy like a 5D and all of a sudden you're a photographer. Right. And yeah. And I just feel bad for some of these girls that do want to like venture out and do those sort of things. And then that's the first situation they get into and then they're scarred for life from it and they don't want to do it, you know, mm-hmm. which is awful. Do you just, I, I think it's just your way of expressing yourself, I guess. I mean, how do you feel, like just feel about it? it I, well, I mean, I don't know how to, how I, how I express myself. Um, I just, I'm not going to look this way forever, <laughs> honestly. So I just, I've always loved doing it. I mean, I, it's the best way to describe it is, it is a form of self-expression. Yeah, I mean, it's you're a, kind of promoting your image right, in right. this way. And right. it's a creative outlet, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean. That's what I mean. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm honestly thinking about doing um, nude <clears throat> modeling for art classes when I go to Nashville. Wow. Yeah. I think you get paid pretty good for that. You do, and I, I really rather enjoy it. The first time I ever did, like, a live drawing class, it was it was a naked man. I expected it to be a girl, but it was a man. But, I mean, it was it was a really fun experience. It was just me, and, like, this is when I was in Victoria, Canada. It's the first Was it, like, your time... mother-in-law or your, your boyfriend's mom? Yes, it was the first time I ever spent <gasps> one-on-one time with her. They flew me to Whoa. Canada to meet them, and she's an artist, and she's a wonderful artist. And so the next morning, she said, so I know you're an artist, and she's British. It's, so she's, like... <laughs> she's very blunt so she's like I scheduled this live drawing class for us um do you get I me mean, does nudity bother you I said absolutely not no no problem she was like um okay so it's me and I'm the youngest person in that room there's 10 other people but they're like in their 50s and 60s so the guy walks in and disrobed she goes oh we have a male today and I was like <laughs> oh so the first time I ever met my boyfriend's mom I'm drawing penises so let's, how old's the guy? How old's the penis? The guy, he was, how old is the penis? The penis was about 30 years old. <laughs> wow. Where do you start, like, if you're drawing a naked man, what, what body part right do you at start the with? Honestly, I did. <laughs> but you think I, no, that's actually right. I did start at the shoulders. That what? way I could get the butt. You start at the shoulder. I would think the face. No, because, I don't know, for, and every artist is different, but for me, I did start at the shoulders, and then I got, like, the back line, because the way he was facing me was... I mainly got his backside, and I could just see the tip of the penis, like just poking around the corner. That's really about it. So that's that's all you need. I still have that drawing, actually. <laughs> I would love to see that. I, I mean, I would. Still, I've got it at the house. Wait, what kind of an angle is that? If you can only see, this? it's a sort of profile. He was slightly erect. Okay. Was he? He was like if I felt kind of like he would get hard, and then he would Go soften away. back up. Really? It was. It was kind of like a. Why? I don't know. I mean, you, I know, just, you, just can, you just can't I can, help. Like, I can relate, having been in a similar situation with spray tan girlfriend, but spray tan girlfriend. But there's an an impetus. But I guess 
it's just a nervous boner? Yeah, like I guess you're, so. You're, probably. Because you just got a bunch of people staring at you. Does that make you hard? It's a, I, I guess kind of. So. I mean, he's, he obviously likes it. He's doing it. So. <laughs> True. Yeah. But but that's weird. I don't know. I, just... I mean, pick one, right? Like, if you're just stiff as a rock the whole time, cool. But God, I mean, that would be all. ridiculous. But I love, I love live drawing classes. I would so do it again, honestly. And I would love to be like an like the person doing it. I just think uh-huh. there's something so... What would your pose be? Lovely about the human body. Um, honestly, I don't know. That's a good question. I what would really your given naked pose time. be? Just <laughs> all biceps? I would. I mean, I would think, like, because you got to hold it for how long? Like an hour? Yeah, it's usually an hour. If you just went so up there you, it's like, imperative you make yourself comfortable. Yeah. That huh. way, because if you interrupt your pose while they're trying to draw it, they'll probably yell at you. Probably. I mean, I would get mad. Your your boner's gone for yeah, sure. Exactly. Yeah. Um. Now he changed poses. They gave him three different times to change. So like, you'd start on one and then pretty much get it almost finished. It gives, guess gives you enough to work with if you want to finish it later. Mm. And then he'd try a different pose. <laughs> what if you walked out there and like walked up on the stage and whipped out a little stool, sat down the stool and just sat with your, my pants are ripped, but sat with your legs just <laughs> spread wide open and just let it hang down. And just staring at and one just of the grab, people like, in the pick front. someone and just like, that would be a bizarre hour. Sorry about that, folks. We were talking about naked guys. Now we're talking about home video porn. <laughs> um, and Patrick says it's uh, it's never even occurred to him to, to try. Um, no, not exactly. I said it. It. We were talking about two different things: home video porn, and then guys who have recorded unknowingly of like uh, if a girl is giving them a blowjob. Oh, yeah, we were talking yeah, about like high school. Cool. But, um, but yeah, I've never done a home video porn. Uh, it's not that it's never occurred, but I've never thought enough about it to actually want to do that. But I guess maybe that is a bit strange. Why not? Yeah, I went why to not? film school. Well, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy being naked, um, but never, never occurred to me, no. Interesting. Well, yeah. Maybe we'll send you back to Los Angeles for some, <laughs> with some, some fresh ideas content. in your head. Yeah, there we go. Um, you are in New Orleans at this point. Yes. For a reason. Yes. You are premiering premiere content at mm-hmm. the New Orleans Film Festival. First of all, congratulations. Thank you. Thank That's you. tight. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been there before once myself, uh, like with Heartbreak In, we, we showed in 2016. And dude, it was one of the coolest experiences of my like filmmaking life. It's mm-hmm. like... It's very verifying and, what's the word, validating and, mm-hmm. and awesome. Um, mm-hmm. Tell me about your project experience and what's going through your head. What's uh... um, Well, what we're premiering is called Unintentional Community, uh, and it's a pilot that I, 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 we, me and my co-creator, Zach Jenkins, wrote literally three years ago, shot two years ago. <sighs> exactly to this day we are on set which is cool it's very cathartic because the day that it's premiering in new orleans um we will have been on set we were on set october 20th um two years ago that's so cool so yeah it's like a really nice like full circle so we did um so it's basically the the office set in a millennial hippie commune Mm -hmm. um but yes i auditioned for this and i was denied the part because you took the part. <laughs> I, I took the part. Yes, 
But I will say you're the only person I auditioned for that role because I was like, I wrote this for myself. But I want to see I, Max is hilarious. I was like, mm, let, let me see how he does. But yeah, it was an unfair uh, advantage. There. I did the same thing with my thesis. I was like, I was going to play the centaur stripper. And I was like, nah, maybe not. But, yeah, you um, got to see someone try it. Wait, sure. the cent- I mean, that was Matt Story who played that, who was so funny. Who is also in Unintentional Yeah, and he's in Unintentional Community yeah. as well. But, um, yeah, we are excited. Uh, so, like, the journey with this pilot, like, uh, I cut it the first time, submitted it, got rejected so from so many festivals, and I was so surprised. Uh, Comedy's made by white guys. Yeah. Not, you don't want to be in the film festival. It was, it was tough, dude. And... Um, I got rejected by New Orleans Film Fest and I was really disappointed just because of like all the local talent and I felt mm-hmm. like it, it definitely deserved to be there. But I went back to the drawing board. I recut it. I cut out mm. almost 10 minutes of it, which was really difficult oh. to do. Mm. Um, changed things because I, I, I went to some fests and I saw what was working for pilots that were in the festivals um, and I kind of made mine uh, fit that format and had more success with it. Got accepted into some festivals, New Orleans Film Fest being the last one that uh, that I'm going to go to with this. And it's just gonna be, I'm just super excited just to be with like the cast mm-hmm. and the crew because it like we the- became- It was your graduate thesis. It was my it's graduate thesis. Of your, and uh, yeah. it is why I moved to LA because I mm-hmm. fully believe in the show. I'm still shopping the script. I'm not shopping the pilot any mm-hmm. longer, but um yeah, it's just going to be really awesome to be with those people again because, like, we became really cool. I was with them last night, and they are – they the people who were actors in it didn't know each other before, and they are, like, best friends now. Oh, so, like, beautiful. relationships. Jesus, man, yeah. great. Yeah, yeah, those girls it's became really good friends. It's such an exciting time for you. I'm so yeah. happy for you. Thank you, thank you. I'm like – it feels good because, like, I can tell you one of the hardest nights of my life was when I woke up at, like, 2 a.m. and – checked my email and saw that new orleans film fest had rejected me i was just like Mm. you know you feel like you let people down i broke out in like a sweat i was like what is yeah so there's all these thoughts that go through your head momentarily you get over them of course but it feels good to like be able to show your work and your friends work in the city that you grew up in filmed it in went to school man what are you gonna wear i don't know yet so like your rainbow shirts I uh, I didn't actually didn't bring a rainbow shirt. Are you kidding me? <laughs> My bosses are so confused by the rainbows. By the way, I actually wear the rainbow I'm socks right now. I knew yeah. This guy's uh, like personal brand is rainbow. He's a straight male, and he just he's like he's just a happy back guy. The rainbow loves well, to confuse rainbow, people. They don't get to just have rainbow like 100 percent a yeah, rainbow is a beautiful natural like one of the most beautiful phenomenon ever it's like the splitting of light into prismatic gorgeous Water. gradations like mm-hmm. come on it's and it's just gorgeous. all the different colors next to each other it's so just a cool symbol it's i yeah. just i dig it a lot it but it's been you, so Thank it's you. been so hijacked hijacked yeah yeah and I'm okay with it. I'll like, I'm, I'm okay yeah, when it confuses people. people. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, you know, confuse me. I, don't I feel like care. you welcome the misdirection a little bit. Absolutely. I think it, uh, for my career, I think it helps for sure. Huh. Uh, it's cool but, to be gay. I, I think um, I have a bigger fan base with, with gay men. Gives hmm. you a softer message. Yeah, without a doubt. <laughs> you can get away with more. I would be lying if I said I, I never submitted to festivals under bisexual. I That's have. a thing? Yeah, you have really? to, like, they ask you literally everything, which I kind of sometimes feel is unfair. I mean, it's kind of none of their business what your sexuality is. Exactly. But it should like, be none of their business what your 
what in your ethnicity is. But I think that's a really annoying yes. thing. There's like, I mean, the liter- yeah, for a lot of festivals that I've submitted to, they ask at literally everything down to sexuality. And I was huh? like, hmm. what does this have to do with my work? Yeah, I'm going to just say bisexual. Uh, and maybe that's wrong. I don't know. But well, are you bisexual at all? I, I'm not. I'm okay. not. I've never. You're just sexual. I've I've never had the uh, I've never had that attraction to the to the other sex. Surprise! I think it is something that has been coming up in my to to the same sex. Yes, it's something that has been (laughs) it's something that's been coming up in my life for literally um, since I was like eighteen, I guess. Um, But because you're wearing rainbow stuff, and I think subconsciously that makes me want to just go even harder at at that direction. Maybe 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 that's what it's about. I don't know. But I, I welcome the attention for what sure. I kill, what kills me is if people like <laughs> just judge it before they even try it anyway. What? Just like, or judge like other people. Munch and box like, as a chick? Well, okay, so like my experience was... Go I, on. <laughs> my experience, I... We're getting back to your premiere outfit, by the way. I, 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 I do want we, to talk about this. Me and, my, we were, <laughs> me and my best friend in high school, we were just like, do you like girls? And I'm just like, no, I don't think so. Do you like girls? I don't think so. I'm like... Can we kiss each other to see if we? Wait, you said anything? this or she said that? We both like we we were so, okay. super drunk, and she was like, "Do you like girls?" I'm like, "No, not really." I'm like, "I don't think so." Anyway, and so we're just like, well, "Let's just kiss, kiss each other and see what happens." And so we did, and I was just like, "Uh, uh-uh. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm, I got to be strictly dickly. I'm like, this is very strictly uncomfortable." <laughs> She's like, "Same. I'm so sorry. You even brought that up." <laughs> but I mean, it's just like it's like every little boy's dream. It's just like I find women attractive, but I don't right. find them so sexually there. attractive. You can appreciate beauty in all forms. I think some ducks are fucking sexy. <laughs> like, it's like, whoa, there's like a there's beauty everywhere, mm. right? But it's just yeah, whatever you feel like, and then you're into, you know. I, I feel like there's a difference between like finding them attractive and recognizing um, someone who is attractive. Because mm-hmm. I I I have no problem saying like, oh yeah, that dude is he is good looking, mm-hmm. he's hot. Mm-hmm. But like I myself do not think that they are a, they're not attracting me. I guess. Right. Um, is it a boner dial thing? Like, don't you have a piece of hardware where it's like if you look at it, and eventually gears start shifting down there, then that's what you're attracted to. Absolutely, without a doubt. Right. Ooh, I mean, yeah, it, huh? it, it literally. And even similarly right. with females, mm-hmm. like, well, how how does that work? Do, do you like? Because blood rushes to your genitals as a female if you're sexually aroused, right? Essentially, yeah. Same you, so the same thing for the same thing that happens to you guys happens to us, except you just don't see it. Yeah. So it you you can way. feel yourself physically. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Your body kind of changes, yes. moistens. I suppose. Yeah, exactly. Like you feel all of that, and like it's huh. almost like a like a like a, I don't want to say a tingling sensation, but almost. But like. Huh. I think it's really warm, <laughs> so it's like <laughs> I think your body heat. Something's just starts, going on right, down there. Like you, yeah. you recognize it, but you just don't. See, to me right you don't now? see a lady boner. <laughs> <laughs> what is funny though, uh, and I I took a class in undergrad, um, gender, gender role, something like that. Mm-hmm. But okay, so younger girls like in college and like it is a very normal thing for like what you said your experience was mm-hmm. like to make out with another chick mm-hmm. but if a dude were to do that it would be very difficult for his friends not to call him gay oh definitely it's and definitely that's a very like um double standard right i agree it's very strict but like yeah. yeah but no i i have i i i don't i don't go that way yeah unfortunately I, 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 having just interviewed a gay man, I kind of wish I did, because those dudes have fun. Yeah. 
Have you heard <laughs> yes. about any of the just intensely promiscuous and just insane kind of stuff that goes on in the mm-hmm. gay community? Oh my! Well, because it's a bunch of it's a male really awesome uh, like, situation that they can just do whatever yeah, they want. Yeah, whatever the hell they want to. <laughs> oh, dude, this dude was telling me about. Oh yeah, like it's not uncommon for me to have sex with a guy five seconds after meeting him just in the bathroom. Just mm-hmm. like, whoa! I um, one of my sister's friends was vid- visiting New Orleans a few years ago, and it was in the beginning of Grinder, <laughs> and I had never heard of this before. But that exact experience, he like. Mm-hmm. He, like, matched, disappeared, came back, and was like, oh, yeah, we just had sex in the bathroom. I was like, <laughs> what? How? What? Th- that's okay? For you? Yeah. It's a different, uh, it's a totally different thing. I would think about it. For the most part, like, women are always expecting something after, you know what I mean? Just like a, like, if you hook up, like, if a girl hooks up with a man, she's, like, expecting, you know, a text, a call, or something. A but, snuggle. But guys I'm really do that. that. So think about two yeah, guys I mean, I doing that. I think that's just Feminine. Yeah. I, mean, I know that's the classical thing. Is like, you can't just fuck me and chuck me. But it's like, like, would you ever just like have sex with a girl and then, and then just, all right, bye. Like, no way. No, like, absolutely not. Some of the best part is just the snuggles. The snuggles. And okay, but not everybody's like that. Yeah, I guess. There's what? also a buildup that. Ha- yeah, I just had a really uh, interesting experience that like is not common for me. That is the opposite of what happened with that girl that I was talking about earlier, mm-hmm. where like I couldn't get those juices flowing mm-hmm. and it really like confused me. And then I went on a date with another girl um, and it was literally the opposite. Like within 20 minutes, there was just this like electricity. You couldn't ignore wow. the sexual tension. Mm-hmm. We went to the botanical gardens in Pasadena. It was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Very sexy. But we were just like sitting on the bench. And like, and, and like, I am not, uh, I don't like PDA. I'm not a super touchy person, but like, we were like holding hands that I was like, I, I don't, I, I never hold hands. Patrick, but like, like we were what doing, is this? We were like, just I had my arm around her on the bench and like, we were snuggling up and I was like, I'm going to have sex with this girl today, <laughs> which I would never do on the first date. Like I don't drink. So like, there's no, like, I'd never, uh, drink. like I don't drink. No. Um, so like that like I would never go on a first date and sleep with it. Like that usually just doesn't happen. Right. Um but this time I was just like what this it, this like it was an intense sexual attraction. Isn't that so exciting? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Isn't it so bizarre that there are just those people with complimentary magnets vibra- almost like frequency. She was saying it was something with our pheromones cuz I was like I told her I was like very upfront I was like this is uh like usually like I would not sleep with you on the first date and she's like I wouldn't either but we were like it's kind of unavoidable at this point <laughs> when you like, have I'm literally walking around it's just really hard to ignore I had a boner the entire time at the botanical gardens oh my god I was just like I man. can't help this my man I, boner I mean, that's, botanical gardens that's one of the <gasps> Wait, what did you say? I said boner tannin. Oh, I didn't think of that. I, how did I not jump on that? I don't That's like know. My I'm job. very disappointed that the girl <laughs> like All of the blood in my head was in my dick. So there's just like no clever things coming out. <laughs> you, 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 it's just, it's so cool that that is a thing with certain people. And it's kind of crazy to think that you would just have that with one person. Mm-hmm. And it, I just think it's such some part of the fun flavor of life is mm-hmm. that there, that's 
all around there. And I think if you want to kind of bring it back to, you know, maybe love is, it doesn't exist, it's artificial, it's man-made, and all we're doing is kind of jockeying for status so that we could pass on our genome or whatever. And if you want to get all sciencey, definitely pheromones and y'all, I mean, y'all would probably have a baby with an immune system that just rocked. Mm-hmm. And so your bodies can sense that in each other. You can literally smell that. Yeah. And your body kind of hijacks you, takes you over. And how cool is it that you just have this radar just yeah. undeniable Point you in the right boner. direction. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's great. Like that... And that's what we're talking. It, it was like it was out of our control. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I think that's so beautiful. And that's why, like, and it it made me feel better about having broken up with a girl before because I was like, okay, like I I knew I can't be in a relationship where that is lacking. Absolutely not. Like, if you do not have that physical connection, yeah. then your emotional connection is not going to be as strong as it should be. Yeah, because I was thinking there was something wrong with me. I was like, why don't I want to like have sex with a girl? I get. In every single way. And then I was like, it's not up to me. It is literally, it's not fully up to me. Mm-hmm. I don't get to choose the illusion who, of like, I'm pulled to sexually. I mean, like, there were that... men that I dated, like, right before, um, I was in a relationship for three years, and it was, I kept making up excuses for that relationship. It, we were not partners. Our dynamic was not good. But Isn't I was this just guy, like, like, 30 years older than you? Um, He was, at the time, He no, he was about eight years older than me. But I was like, this is not good. So finally, that's not... Wait, that so really nothing happened. worked besides the sex? Like, no. Like, I mean, the sex was okay. Uh, um, but the relationship okay was just sex. poisonous. Uh, it was just, just one of those... I don't know. It was like my first real relationship. So I was trying to figure out like what is supposed to happen and what is not supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. Which we all have to go through that one. And then after that, I started, I went back into the dating world, um, and there was this one guy, he was very attractive, very sweet, like, just, like, something that I should have been very into. But every time, like, he, like, touched me, or, like, held my hand, I never even kissed the guy. This is how badly it went. Like, it just felt wrong. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, it just felt like, I don't know, like, that was trying to hold hands with, like, if I had a brother, like my brother or something, it was just the mm. weirdest unnatural. thing. It was so unnatural. And I looked at him, I said, look, I said, you're really nice. You're really sweet. I'm like, but there's nothing here. Like absolutely nothing. And then fast forward to uh, my boyfriend. We had never physically laid eyes on each other until like we were talking for a few months just on Instagram. And then, wow. then we were FaceTiming and everything like that. And I was just, there was just something about him. I was like, man, like I find you emotionally and mentally attractive. And I'm like, and I'm kind of feeling like, like sexually attracted to you. I'm like, but I need to know. So I flew to a city I'd never been to before to meet a man I'd never met before. And like, as soon as I laid eyes on him, I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, I need, I need, I need you now. So like, <laughs> Like, the sex was amazing, like, on point, on fire. And e- three years later, like, even today, like, I would fucking pounce him at any point. See, that's what you need. Like, okay. the tension that issue. y'all built for to be talking on yeah. Instagram for months yeah. must have been so ridiculous. Yeah, and, like, he's, like, the love of my life. It's, like, <laughs> our emotional, like connection and our sexual connection is on the same level like there's no like imbalance so okay but like, how do you maintain that for decades is it possible uh if you're with the right person if you are the person you are throughout those decades unless if there's something in you that feels that you feel like is going to change drastically 
Like, if you feel like you have some growing to do as a person and you're trying to fall in love with somebody, you're I don't al- think it'll You're work. always growing. I mean, like, in a different direction. But I feel like if you're growing in the same direction together, hmm. like, it, it's not going to work if you're growing in two separate yeah, directions. Yeah, things just, like, you evolve together, I mm-hmm. guess. Exactly. You want to hear something crazy? Yep. Something on the same subject. Uh, I recently learned that it's dangerous for women to take um, birth control and start relationships and then get off of birth control Mm -hmm. because you can completely lose your attraction to your mate Mm -hmm. because like it it changes things in you and then when you get off yeah it changes your hormones if you're on hormonal birth control yes definitely because it can make you depressed it can do all kinds of shit up there it can literally change it makes you feel it makes you have that attraction Mm -hmm. that's under like whatever uh, subconscious Mm -hmm. to someone and then you get off of it and it's just totally not there anymore and you're like i've heard stories like that it's nuts that's it's scary. Like I've been dating this guy for years, and I just switched birth controls, and now I don't even, I can't smell. Oh, I don't want to smell. Crazy. Yes, that is terrifying. That is terrifying. That's it's absolutely no horrible. It's no good. There's there's all sorts of cool. I mean, there's different alternatives now. Honestly, like I like me personally, I have an IUD, but it's a non-hormonal thing, mm-hmm. so it's just like it's uh, I don't have to worry about. I don't have to worry about anything until 2024. Mm-hmm. That's so, so tight. But that's the only kind, the only, I started, I was on, tried to do a hormonal birth control when I was like 16, 17 years old and it just messed with me. Like I was a sad person. Like I had a very delicate hormone balance and it was just throwing it off. Like, Isn't it crazy that you can just. It is. It's horrible. And even if, like this happens to me sometimes, sometimes I'm just in a bad mood. Mm-hmm. I'm just not like that happy. Mm-hmm. And it's like. But I, I always choose, you know, and I'm like such an optimistic mm-hmm. kind of guy. But sometimes your body is just like, it. nah, mm-hmm. like we're not doing this today. So yeah. I stopped being, we're not I, doing I, this I, this I was year. like, nope, no birth control. Absolutely Male not. birth control could not make more sense, IMO. I know. Like it's, <laughs> it, it comes from uh, like just make the little the dudes in there does not like work. Yeah, I don't know. It makes, I don't necessarily want to take, but it does make so much more sense. Mm-hmm. Like you, there's no chance though that you would start taking a, a pill um that... man i just have like i mean like i said i don't drink like i don't like to put like unnatural things into my body so like i don't take any medication um no medication no i mean if i'm very sick i will take whatever okay. but like you try no, to i wouldn't i don't i don't like i don't like uh the thought of like taking prescription medication oh, no. like with no end in sight you right. know like oh i take this to help me do this i'm like there's got to be a better way to like solve Absolutely. that right it's Absolutely. more of a like a crutch that mm-hmm. you use for a couple of weeks to get back to yeah but i feel like we're it. entering a whole new age of pharmaceuticals anyway now that you know because my boyfriend has his medman card and up until that i mean he as tall as he is he has horrible back issues mm-hmm. so for the longest time, he was taking medication for his back issues. And at some point, we were just like, we've got to stop doing this. It's like, dangerous. It is yeah. dangerous. And I'm like, I want you around as long as possible. Like, I mm. we, I mean, an alternative has to be found. So then he started doing the CBD and that, like, medical marijuana. Like, everything, everything's changing, I feel like. I feel mm. like. And I feel like the pharmaceutical world is freaking out because there's too much money to be made in pharmaceutical, like, prescription drugs. Mm-hmm. So. Crazy. Big pharma, like, runs our economy. Mm-hmm. It's nuts. I, Cancer's a business. Oof. Yeah. Yeah, it is. But to answer the question, like, if if I was with someone who wanted me to take it, like, 
Yeah, I think I would definitely mm-hmm. like at least uh, investigate it or give it a shot. I mm-hmm. don't know. It just seems, and I know it's a double standard and it's a weird thing, but and it shouldn't be cool for me to just assume, oh yeah, like girls can take birth control, whatever. But mm-hmm. like you're drinking something that that's like super unnaturally messing up yeah. your what mm-hmm. what your body has been programmed to do for millions of years. Mm-hmm. I don't know how long organisms have existed but like some people think the point of life is just to procreate and like produce more life it's like what's the energy that's driving everything that goes on it's like passing on genomes and so you're the idea of drinking something that negates that messes with that yeah that's scary it's scary it's a a dangerous thing to mess with for sure yeah and I definitely want to have kids I probably wouldn't want my partner to do that until it's like years, I, I guess, because birth control for women has been so mm-hmm. standardized and, mm-hmm. and it's like a thing. But birth control for men, that's we have no still idea. in prototypical phases, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I don't, I don't ever want to be the guinea pig. Yeah, no. I don't, don't want to be the <laughs> no. first guy with the self-driving car, right? It's like, <laughs> come on. I don't Jeez. know. That's it. I mean, yeah, birth control for guys. That's a weird thought. Do they have it? I don't know. I've definitely heard of it. I don't know if anyone's actually taking it, but was it? Do you I just think it exists. Your sperm count or something? Pull it out. No, right. it just yeah, it just makes it um, not work. Like your sperm, like it. I think it just doesn't have the ability to. But I feel uh, like that's really unhealthy for the male, wouldn't it? Because I feel like that release is like. I think it does the exact same thing to men. What it does to women, just it tricks your body into well, thinking it's pregnant. Things. Like with the eye. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know anything about this, by the way. <laughs> okay, so I'm just saying I will respect them enough to like be like I will. It's you've taken this. I will I'm like mm-hmm. fucking tr- yeah. We'll talk about it. But just the thought, like I don't know, the thought of having to take a pill every day is just kind of like yeah. real shitty. Yeah. Like for with mine, mine's just a T-shaped little plastic thing that had to get inserted with the tube mm-hmm. into my, my into my uterus. So it's in my uterus. It's in the baby maker. But it, mm-hmm. it's a T-shape, and then they do an ultrasound a couple weeks later to make sure it's in place because it settles its little arms into the walls of your uterus. So it basically what it does is it just blocks the uh, the eggs from entering your uterus, mm-hmm. which, I mean, it's, crazy. Yeah, it, it's just like it's a referee. It's a referee, a referee in your uterus, essentially. So I would... And my ex girlfriend had one. It was great. Like it, yeah. It, did you inside of the? Yeah, with like no, um, no, yeah, no, no anxiety at all. No repercussions. No, because I trusted her, and she was like, "Yep, it's what like ninety nine percent chance." Mm-hmm. And yeah, it it's never happened. I was just I don't even know going all can. over the place in there. <laughs> it's a it's a it's a game changer because like I can't it's, a, it's like it's literally. I, bet you it's the I mean, you don't the the the. the the climax is not changed by like you know doing whatever. You, it's like you get to the full, the oh, full experience. Dude. Yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's the closest you can get with your partner. I, I can the, see. Yeah, there's definitely closest. something when you yeah yeah because she agreed like when you go in there, oh, dude, there's something chemically are... that is oh. going down. Yep. that's drawing them to yep. I would still be just be so nervous. I've only ever done that once. And you were freaking out, and it, it was just horrible. Cause you just go get so nervous. Well, she she wanted me to do it because she was on birth control, and she's like blah blah. And it, I, I was just so 
anxious about I'm 21 years old what have I just done and it just ruined the whole thing so I've never really gotten to do it that was the only one time I did it and it was horrible (laughs) maybe one day uh, if you're out there (laughs) (laughs) what was my life email max at (laughs) snugglydragon.com oh my god but no me, me and Alex love ours amazing and we call it ours because i mean we both use it yeah (laughs) you're both (laughs) reaping the benefits right exactly she has a boyfriend named alex yes Yes. (laughs) alex ridiculous and he's um wait uh, i didn't know that yeah i just said yes i actually didn't know that it's funny and i didn't know because he looks he's i mean he looks like he's my age he's 11 years older than i am 11 blessings i mean you look like i would say like maybe like 23 24 24 okay so. How old do you think he is? Do you know the answer to that? I do know, and it shocked me because I, I asked right? him. I, I was like, right? "You are like not even human." Because you're like my you're Uber driver thought I was 30, eighteen. Right? I'm thirty. God. He's like, "What are you? Are you it's in school?" Legs, I was like, man, it's, no, the "It's the legs. It's those <laughs> prosthetic <laughs> legs." <laughs> yeah, it's shocking. It is shocking, but it's probably because it's probably because like I so you not drank your whole life. No, I quit drinking four years ago. Bruh. I'm in the same boat, and I it was half. No, you're not. I did stop drinking. You without your wine? That I will until Tuesday night. I thought you. Were... <laughs> <laughs> we are not in the same boat. I uh, haven't had a drink in four and a half years. Yeah, okay. uh, yes, <laughs> you yeah. haven't had it in four and a half years? Yeah, years. Wow. Run me through this. Um, alcoholism runs deep in my family, mm-hmm. um, and in my early uh, <laughs> and, in my, <laughs> and in my early twenties. Uh, actually, from the second I started drinking when I was sixteen, I was showing signs of being a alcoholic. I bl- I black out every single time I drink. Yeah. Um, so it was. Uh, is that that's not what makes you know. Oh yeah, it yeah. is a. Uh, it is. So it's it, not that you would drink and. It would black out to you. You drink so much that you blacked out. Yes. Like, which like, is your problem. But I see, I see. every time. Yeah, I just don't have it in me to stop. stop. I just can't. Okay. So, mm-hmm. um. That's amazing that you, like, recognized that and well, stopped it in its tracks. I mean, I had a, my dad's been sober for 35 years. His dad, I went to this, I went to rehab. I went to the same rehab that my grandfather went to. Jesus. So, like, it was very clear. It's either, like, intense but it's like a life or death situation yeah at 18 no 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 i went to rehab uh i turned 26 while i was in rehab yeah i was just there for a month but yeah it was um uh but rehab rehab was great (laughs) (laughs) so So like i was like i just i uh i am a reckless drunk i just do crazy shit nice i get in a lot of like i would get in fights and get you know a lot of black eyes i went like it's the legs so it's the legs yeah i don't have like yeah but uh yeah so it was i was and it was getting progressively worse as you get older it gets way less funny to black out every single time mm-hmm. peed the bed all the time really all the time yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, like it was my God. i would just fall asleep why don't you just mm-hmm. not drink as much not possible i'm an, I'm an alcoholic so it's it's i like oh, and it's like and agree. something that really really uh you don't agree yeah, and I know it's silly, but I think the the super abstinence model. I, I don't know. I just it's. Uh, I mean, alcoholism isn't even looked. It's it's literally looked at as a um, disease. It's a disease. Yeah. It's a mm-hmm. mental disease. So, like, let's say if if I were if I was less, um, I don't know. I feel very strong and not drinking. But if I wasn't as uh, felt so strong in my sobriety from alcohol. Um, I would let that, what you just said, talk me into uh-huh. it working because I could, I could, let's say, be like, you know what? Maybe so. Let me just have a drink. It could work out 
for a year and I could just like drink and be fine. It could work out for two years, but I have the potential to black the fuck out and make like, and I could literally like ruin my life. I just said in, like you don't like, have confidence in your self-control. Uh, possibly, but I am uh, genetically an alcoholic. <laughs> it's like I've mm-hmm. tried, I drank for a solid six years and there's not one of my friends who would agree with you. They said when I black out, there's a different uh, human being. Right, don't black out. Like I said, body chemistry. Impossible. It could be something genetic that just impossible. Down. Mm-hmm. Nothing's impossible. Mm-hmm. I've tried everything. You've tried. Yeah, I mean, I guess I've I'm literally I've tried everything to the point where, like because how I feel about it now as a 26 year old, it seems like the end of my fun to stop drinking. So I did not want to. At mm-hmm. all. I was forced to go to rehab. I did not want to stop drinking at all. Wow. How yeah. were you forced to go to rehab? Uh, I got arrested. And um, the yeah, I, I threw a beer bottle through my girlfriend's window and got arrested for a property damage. But uh, the only way that I could get out That's of jail good. was my dad. Uh, and he was like, nope. either, you either go to rehab or uh, you can just stay in there for the weekend. And I was like. All right, I'm coming. Uh, yeah, let's, hold on, let me grab my pants. This is horrible. <laughs> grab my pants. Take this orange jumpsuit. Yeah, it was. Uh, but yes. Run me through rehab. Um, kind of cliff notes because so, we're reaching the, the end of our. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I, dude, it's like it's if you, it, it's very similar to a retreat. People that go on mm-hmm. like yoga retreats for a month, it's like very similar. You just get time to like oh a, a month long yoga retreat. Yeah, yeah, yeah like okay. you get time to like work. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is just like literally just time to work on yourself. Yeah. To yeah. like, I just I got the opportunity to just press pause, uh, and be like, this is what I want to do. Like, this is what I don't need to do anymore. And like, kind of just got to learn more about myself. And they like. I tried AA for a little while and it wasn't necessarily for me. So like I did six months of that, but I, I haven't really been back since. Um, but yeah, you just get an opportunity to literally press pause on your life and like reflect. rethink shit, reflect like there, did you do any there's counselors ex- exploration, there. Like what, why am I drinking like this? trauma micro trauma with my parents or something yeah there's definitely trauma there that like and yeah you dive into that a bit there's counselors there um but yeah but for the the biggest thing it just made so much sense it's like i don't i don't care that much about drinking to like even attempt to risk it you know Mm -hmm. like who gives a shit it's not worth it yeah i just i just literally just won't well my my problem is in my research trying to figure out like do you need to drink to have fun i've landed it no but do you need to drink to have a lot of fun I've landed it, yes. So that's kind of my my, mm. my issue. It's it like, depends what you think is a lot of fun. All three of us, if we sat in this room, we're locked in this beautifully, you know, gothic carved studio that we're sitting in right now, and we, we all sit here for eight hours and we don't drink, I bet you we would have a blast. I'm having a blast right now, mm-hmm. and we're not drinking. Mm-hmm. But if we were all drinking, we would have more fun than if we were not drinking. It's just simple math. I won't disagree with that. Without a doubt, it would make things way more interesting, <laughs> interesting and yeah. more fun. Exactly. So, but obviously, there are pe- some people have diseases and, and there there's issues there. Um, I forgot what I was gonna ask. Mm-hmm. So since Tuesday, 
So yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but the reason why I stopped is because I saw my, like I would come home, I would essentially go through a whole bottle of wine because I mean I love wine. So, but the next day, but I want the motivation. I want to be motivated in the morning. I want to wake up early and get things done before I go to work and do all this. I'm gonna go to the gym, but I would not. I will not do that if I drink the night before. Mm-hmm. So that's part of the reason why she goes I to the gym for. How many minutes? All right, 10 Fif- minutes. Ten, she does 10-minute gym sessions of every what? day. Every single day. Of, of what? Like some cardio? <laughs> like doing, I will, okay, that's minus my running. Doesn't it take 10 minutes to get there? <laughs> <That's what I'm laughs> <saying. laughs> okay, 10 minutes as I step into the gym. <laughs> okay. But honestly, I just do like, I do the weighted crunches, I do the kickbacks, I do the squats. I, it's just, it, I, it's maintenance, essentially. You know what I mean? And I had a personal trainer tell me it's the consistency, not the long hours. I, mean, I agree with, with that. that, but 10 minutes just seems so. so. I mean, you're, you're just getting your heart rate up at that. You're trying to build something, I get it. Long hours make sense. Is... But, like, you know what I'm talking about. Because <laughs> you worked out, like, crazy you worked out like a crazy person before and during uh, filming. Yeah. Like, I have, I still have videos of you, like, randomly doing push-ups and, like, when you were I'm in the water. Naked doing, on camera. Like, you got to look sexy, baby. But, um, I don't know. I just, and then I run. I run a lot. Okay, well, that's... Yeah. I want to stay... There's certain parts of my body I want to keep plump, I guess. And then Which there's... Which ones? <laughs> my assets. <laughs> oh, that's nice. But, um... And then there's certain parts of my body that I don't want to get bulky. Like, I want to keep the bum the way it is, but I don't want giant thighs. Does that make any sense? So there's just yeah. certain things that I do and a lot of things that I don't do. It's just... Well, with... It works for me. It would not work... For, I guess certain people. I mean, but everybody. Type I agree different. with that. Yeah, certain things work for other people. Yeah, I realized what I wanted to ask you is just how, the difference in how you feel is probably a great drive. Oh, it's crazy! Not drinking. I right? can tell you, I I lost. I was like kind of like a little chunky. I was like a little fat. Hmm. I lost fifteen pounds mm-hmm. in a month. Hmm. And, and I haven't lost like why. a six you were pack crushing since. <laughs> 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 you were just crushing brews all the time. Uh, I yeah, my favorite thing was just IPAs, so I would just drink it. God, I love Shit. IPAs. Oh, just I love IPAs. I love the bitterness. Me too. Why? I don't know. They're just I I don't. They're just. They're better. You just let's not relapse. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Could you just bring one out so I could yeah. remind myself what they taste like? But yeah, that was another thing. The weight gain was great. Like if, when I wasn't working out as much, I noticed I would gain a little bit of weight because I was. Think about all those all carbs you're just putting in there. Just yeah. those empty. Yeah. Right. So yeah. I was just curious to see what my body would look like if I stopped drinking. So and just you see what only drink on Tuesday nights now. Well, not just Tuesday nights. I said I haven't drank until this past Tuesday night because I took my mom out. Oh, this. Okay. So how long did you go? I went about a month and a half, which I mean, I always have a cocktail before I go to bed, though. So I was having to like just drink lots of like tea. It was also the the routine Mm -hmm. of having something like to drink while I'm watching TV. So I would literally just make myself a big pot of like green tea and like. I would even put my kombucha in a wine glass just to make myself feel like I was drinking wine. I fucking love kombucha. Speaking of kombucha the other day, in the middle of the day, I was actually working. In the middle of the day, I go to Whole Foods and I bought a kombucha and I walked back to my car and I cracked it open and I took a sip and I was like, that is alcohol. (gasps) And I looked at it and it was like a 7% alcohol kombucha. Oh, no. No one, dude, it was sitting next to all the kombuchas. No one said anything. I didn't get carded, which I always would get carded. (laughs) Right, exactly. So, I mean, I I chugged the shit out of it in my car and went back and bought a whole, no, I'm just kidding. 
I poured it out, but like, no, no warm. Yeah, no like, yeah. No, it's just fermented. What is kombucha? It's, I mean, it always tells you there could be a trace There are of trace amounts, 0.05% or some shit. 7%. 7%. I was That's like, an IPA. I was like, I haven't felt. I was like, well, I knew exactly. I was like, oh, shit. I haven't felt like that in a long time. <laughs> the werewolf started, yeah. <laughs> Um, you, but did you just, I feel like, cause hangovers suck mm-hmm. and I just, yeah, they're had, horrible. I mean, I was four binge years? drinking, so I was like waking up hungover and starting to drink again to stop my hangover. Right. Oh, okay. Oh, you were yeah. Yeah, yeah, I got you. I tell you yeah, I haven't had a hangover in years. Yes. The new, I mean, the bullet things, that nutritional bullet they sell. Nutribullet? Uh, it's not, no, it's like, it's not. It's a anti-hangover detox drink and it looks like a bullet. It. And it don't, I don't think it says Nutribullet because that's like a blender, isn't it? Yeah, yeah that's what I Okay, so it's like a, it looks like a little orange rocket, but it's an anti-hangover uh, drink. If you drink it before you go out and it's for that one bottle is good for four drinks that you have. I think I've drink. seen those little shots before. They, they like work. pump you with like they a whole really bunch do. of vitamins. I don't buy it. They do. They do. From personal experience? You've... From personal experience. Now, Tuesday night, I did not take one, and I had a massive hangover the next morning. Uh-huh. But my mom, I, my mom never goes out. My mom's a babe. My mom's 50 years old, but she looks like she's, like, in her 30s, like, gorgeous. And so I never go out with her. And so we went out Tuesday night to a place called the Wine Market, and it was half price glasses. <laughs> so I, I partook a lot. You went in. <laughs> I did. I went glasses. all in. I've never been a passenger in my own car before. My mom drove Really? <laughs> I will tell you this. Hangovers, once you hit like 24, 23, 24. Now it's two days long. It's insane how much Don't worse. Tell me that. It's like, it just happens. Oh, yeah. I forget you're a little baby. Um, out of nowhere, dude, you're like, dude, you, it's like horrible. Yeah. Ugh, it's the worst. Now, are there certain alcohols y'all are bad with? Like, you ever, do oh, you think that. alcohol, different alcohols influence different mindsets i guess like i don't don't know how much i buy that i with different chemical compounds are going to be a different reaction all across your body i guess it makes sense but some people were like oh tequila makes me like such a slut it's like there's a little party that's that person that drinks the virgin hunch punch and they think it has alcohol Uh in it and they're like i'm so drunk and you're like no you're not there's literally no alcohol uh, I feel like I've thrown up more tequila than I've yeah, drank. Yeah, tequila doesn't settle well with a lot of people. I like tequila. Tequila likes me. I like nice tequila. Mm-hmm. Like if it's some good Patron kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Have you had it. the Don Julio 1942? Uh, yeah. God, it's so smooth. <laughs> yeah, smooth tequila is great. I feel like a lot of people say whiskey makes them like an angry drunk. You know what? Yeah. I have to say, me and whiskey's probably really don't get along. Me, I have. I, like me and whiskey, not a good idea. Hmm. Like I don't necessarily get angry, but I feel like I'm a I'm a, I'm a mood killer when I drink whiskey. Like I just sit there. And I'm just like, I <laughs> I do. I'm just Girl. like. Hmm. It makes sense. Yeah, it's just a different. It's just a different chemical. That's yeah. why in me and vodka, I will always get sick with vodka. Oh, I'm always. such a vodka guy. Tito's vodka. Shout out to Tito's, Tito's vodka. But like maybe one is good for me. But I tell you what, me, gin. And red wine are my best friends. Hmm. I love gin. Gin. Gin is Gr- so good. Nobody fucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I have friends that like it tastes like pine salt. It tastes like Christmas. I'm like, I don't like Did you acquire this taste? Not really. I just started, 
after my horrible experience with vodka, I'm like, I wonder what gin is like for me. And I just drank, it was like cucumber, gin, soda. And I was just like. That sounds kind of good. It was, it was good. And I felt good. I really didn't have a hangover the next morning. I was like, huh. And then red wine, I mean, wine drunk is just the best kind of drunk. I'm sorry. Like, there's just no getting around it. I agree with that. Red wine, I was actually no, saying like yesterday, vodka. that's like the main miss is the yeah. red wine. Because it just goes with a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. It just tastes great. And, and yeah, you're cooking. That's my favorite thing to do. You got a bottle of wine. You're cooking. You mm-hmm. got music playing. Yeah. Dancing candles. around with your partner a little See, bit. See, that's a oh, whole other like. I know you do. Candle magic is a real thing. Wait, candle magic? Like different energies with different color candles. Really? Mm-hmm. I've never heard of this. I Like if you have like a white candle's like purity and everything like that, you have... Uh, that sounds arbitrary and oh, culturally What is in the candle? Like isn't Nothing. it more specific to... I just like candles. To, like a nice like soft flame. The light is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Smells great. And you know what? Maybe there's some uh, energy influences going on there. I did want to, as we come to the end of our seminar unfortunately uh i just want you to describe your bath my bath yeah your bathtub my bathtub well okay so it's my my shower in nashville is amazing like it's a big giant shower it's the waterfall shower oh, and fuck. it's a walk-in but the tub is built in the shower oh shit. but it's like so the, the shower is as big as this room like it's got the waterfall shower it's like it is the the shower is as big as this room wait 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 hang on how is the bath connected to the shower exactly? So you They're walk all... in, so you walk in the shower, uh-huh. and it is built in. Oh, that's tight. In the shower room. So you have to walk through the shower to get to the bath. Yes. It's all the same. So, so awesome. Alex could be taking a shower, and I could be taking a bath at the same time. But, like, I like my favorite thing is literally a ton of Epsom salt, specifically the eucalyptus. Like, I will pour a whole bag in there. I am not mm-hmm. ashamed. <laughs> and then I will have a ton of white candles everywhere and wine. And more than likely, I either have Florence and the Machine playing or nice. String Quartet playing a Metallica song. It's just, that's my that's my world. That's my Very center. Nice. That sounds lovely. <laughs> Doesn't it? Wow. All righty. Well, uh, to end the show, I like to ask my guests how we can make the world a better place. What uh, what little actionable piece of advice can you give to somebody listen to the show that you have learned through your experience? Compassion and empathy. What about them? It's just Using? trying to put yourself in the other person's shoes and see their perspective before you open your mouth. Ooh. So pre-compassion. Mm-hmm. I like that. One of my favorite things to say these days is just limitless compassion. It's probably the answer. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, look at things look so different from all kinds of angles, which, I mean, triggers different reactions. So try to see it from those angles before you start a conversation or start an argument, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Before you go looking for trouble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What Just you got, Patrick? blind argument. No, thank you. Um, I think it would make the world a much better place uh, if if we could just completely focus on wet wipes as what we use to wipe our butts with that makes mm. sense to if me if like if the if dry toilet paper makes no goddamn sense mm-hmm. where so else like, on your body do you rub poop and just just kind of with a dry it off with fucking piece of paper <laughs> so like if we took the energy and the resources to just focus on the wet wipe to just make it easier to degrade whatever get rid of toilet paper and just like focus solely on the wet wipe i think that everyone would be healthier cleaner happier place wow 
I think that's very utilitarian and spot on, mm-hmm. my man. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say try smiling every time you enter a room. Mm. You know, sometimes you check your hair. Or you, everyone, like, does stuff before they go in. But before you, as you enter every room, just smile and uh, and see what you find. I think you'll find your world a slightly better place. All right, everybody. Keep an eye out for Snuggle TV with all these beautiful, talented peoples. Mm-hmm. Things going on in there. We got Unintentional Community in theaters this weekend. Mm-hmm. I don't think the podcast will air until next Tuesday. So we'll just... It was great. <laughs> yeah, we loved it. Um, <laughs> are there any like Instagram handles or things you want to promote or anything? Now would be the perfect time to do so. Yeah, not really. Not on my end. <laughs> uh, you can follow me at, at patch.sanderson. Um yeah, I post thirst traps too. So <laughs> holla at your boy. Thirst trap, boys and girls welcome. It's where you're you're looking sexy. Yeah, and it's a trap because you're trying to get people to see that you're looking sexy. They don't know that they're about to fall into it when they're scrolling through their Instagram. Oh, Boom! You just trap. fell into my <laughs> thirst. I mean, I've fallen into the trap. So <laughs> yeah, blessings. All right, you two. You're both just shining little fucking gemstones, and I can't figure out whose eyes I like more. All right, see you. <laughs> <laughs> you decide. <laughs>this is a commercial for my new movie available on Amazon.com. It's called The Horse's Ass. It's a short film. When four wild bridesmaids lose the family engagement ring during a raucous bachelorette party, they bring to court the suspected culprit, their stripper, Centaur. Here's a little audio teaser just for you. The stripper stole my engagement ring. Time out. Did you really eat those scorpions? My client is a proud member of a stoic race of mythical creatures. He stuffed me like a turkey last night. I am Fadipides. Let the record show that he is a total dick. Are you sure you passed the bar? I have never passed out. Not at the bar, not ever. Pagan whores! Pagan whores, your honor. The defense calls Jean Latifah. I drove them to a ladies' establishment called Floppy Richards. I accidentally touched her booby area. Fuck you! Yeah, I pulled that tasty little wallaby out of the sea turtle tank. It's very true what they say about horses. Huge... We centaurs live by a code. Our gold must be earned, our women powerful. And preferably with massive breasts. Fantastically, I consent. But you gave it all up to become a mythical slut bag. Objection, your honor. If that sounds like it might float your boat, give a little click-see on that link in the podcast description. Check it out, giggle, and maybe even leave us a nice thoughtful review on Amazon describing your experience. Bless you, my